Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Masterpiece NYC Edition Part 1 by Semantics Introduction Walking around the city of New York can be like standing at the buffet table of a very fine and eclectic restaurant. The people come from every possible end of the world. The women are not only diverse in skin color, facial features, body type and behavior, but they're also dressed with an elevated sense of style that ranges from classy to slutty to hood to androgynous, if that's your kind of thing. If you find yourself in a horny type of mood, it could almost be torturous and distressing, for, unlike a buffet, you can't scoop whatever you want onto your plate and pay $12.99. Surely, if it was that easy to find a woman in New York, Nathaniel would have saved a lot of time on lonely nights pining for answers, cursing his more promiscuous friends. It's not that Nat hadn't had any experience with the ladies. He was actually one of the first of his high school friends to have sex. It happened while he was abroad on a youth trip. The memory is burned into his hormonal veins, how he and the girl escaped up to the rooftop together, and she shoved her hand down the elastic waistband of his shorts to grab his raging teenage hard-on. Nothing has come close to that unique feeling of exhilaration. Though since then, he has had his fair share of girlfriends, one-night stands, and rejections. He's definitely been deeply in love before and he understands, for the most part, how to treat a girl with respect and listen and whatnot. But at the end of the day, given this generation's ridiculous exposure to the porn universe and the new social climate of the aughts, in regards to sexuality in the media, sexual promiscuity, and women's openness with revealing skin in public, Nat found himself highly dissatisfied with the amount of ass he was getting and he felt powerless to change that. Sometimes he tried to be patient and hopeful. Sometimes he prayed for a better situation. And other times he just threw in the towel, turned on the old MacBook Pro and started opening tabs. Nathaniel was pretty open to many categories of porn, be it stepmom, anal, gangbang, ebony, hentai, whatever. He didn't get into the major kink stuff like bondage or pissing, etc. He did mostly try to refrain from masturbating, as much as possible. He played a game with himself to see how much mojo he could build up, believing that he would somehow produce some magical pheromone that would increase his chances of romantic encounters. But it rarely worked so he'd end up jerking his cock alone and spewing a massive pent-up load all over his hands and belly. The city was filled with an endless supply of pussy and there he was, fucking his hand. At the end of the day, everyone's life is different, with advantages and disadvantages showing up, often, in some kind of relative balance. Nathaniel felt he was no more special or entitled than the next kid and he tried to accept things, how they were. But secretly, he believed there could be another way. Chapter 01 Nathaniel worked in an up-and-coming part of Brooklyn as a graphic designer for a corporate firm specializing in the Korean and Japanese markets. Earlier in his life he had many related interests. He was an exceptional illustrator. He had made over 30 short films which he directed and edited himself. In college he studied philosophy and ethics with a minor in urban studies. He had wanted to be a professor, perhaps, if the visual arts didn't work out, but the graphic design route was just less pressure, decent pay and it didn't usually require him to take his work home with him. Today Nathaniel was presenting some artwork to one of their more esteemed Japanese clients. Everything was pretty routine and he knew the work would be approved as long as he performed his pitch well. He was doing his usual prep when he was startled by his coworker, Jennifer. Are you good? She asked. She was a very high-strung person and a little bitchy. She and Nat had had some pleasant lunches together and been out for a drink with the other guys from the office, but nothing more serious. She was hard to read because she was so anxious and also kind of dry and short with people. Nathaniel liked her though. She had a kind of Marissa Tomei look but with longer, parsed hair and long, muscular legs. She usually wore the standard short business suit, 
but she would button down the blouse a little and you could see she had a very nice rack. Something about her being on edge gave her this kind of sexual energy that Nat had always wondered about. I'm good, said Nat. The last job we did for them the meeting was over in like half an hour and this job is half the size. You have a stain on your tie, said Jennifer. Nat winced at her. She was half being playful, half serious. This is barely noticeable. Fine. Whatever. I just don't want us getting fucked on this. Nat watched her tight, bulbous ass jutting out of her charcoal skirt as she scurried off. He thought to himself whimsically. No, you'd be getting fucked on my kitchen table instead. The presentation went fine, as expected. The clients all approved of the campaign. Nat's boss was pleased. But there was one peculiar thing. The director of their team had brought a teenage girl with them. She was pretty, but extremely serious, even somber. She wore a black pants suit and a black tie. Her hair was jet black and perfectly straight, and she carried a beautiful, olive green, leather briefcase. As the meeting adjourned and the men began to gather their things, Nat's boss pulled him aside. Nathaniel, great job on this artwork. Nathaniel thanked him, but could sense there was something else on his mind. It looks like I'm gonna have to ask one more thing of you today. The client director's daughter needs to be escorted into the city so that she can rendezvous with her mother on the Upper West Side. I'll be on calls till late and I can't really ask anyone who's not on the project, so that leaves you. Nathaniel was perturbed, but he was slightly intrigued by this young girl, for some reason, so he agreed. It would mean missing a chance to go out with Jennifer and the other guys, but he wasn't one to protest his boss. Misako was the name of the girl. Apparently her parents had just split up, which explained the somber vibe. But there seemed to be something else going on with her. Misako's father told Nat that he was to take a cab with Misako directly to 86th Street and Amsterdam Avenue. Nat tried to tell him that a subway would be easier and cheaper at this hour, but her father wasn't having it, so Nat gathered his stuff. Jennifer glared at him from across the office giving him two thumbs up then mockingly turning them upside down and gesturing inquisitively at Misako. Nathaniel shrugged. Her disapproval and biting interactions always made him a little turned on, but he wouldn't dare act on that for fear of getting rejected and having endless awkwardness at the office. On the car ride, Misako didn't speak, her eyes glued to her phone, her other hand tightly clutching the briefcase. Nat dazed off, looking at the skyline as they crossed the Brooklyn Bridge, thinking about his life, his future. They moved slowly over the bridge, hitting heavy traffic, as Nat had expected. Nat was ruminating on what to do for the upcoming weekend when, all of a sudden, he heard the car door being opened. Misako jumped out into the street and started walking briskly towards East Chinatown. Nat panicked. He threw some money at the driver and started after Misako. She didn't seem to be running away, but rather, running towards something. Misako. He called. She motioned urgently for him to follow. It was a hot, muggy day and this was the last thing Nathaniel wanted to be doing, but he followed nonetheless. Suddenly, Misako darted into an alleyway. Nat caught up with her and followed her into an unmarked door. They walked down a hallway with red lanterns marking the path. Misako opened a door which led into an office with a man leafing through a ledger book. The man smiled when she walked in. She placed the briefcase on the table and the man opened it, pulling out a jewel case with an unlabeled CD inside. The man smiled once again and proceeded to pull out about thirty stacks of fresh bills from under his desk. Three million? The man said in a thick Japanese accent. Misako nodded, still quite serious. Nat was astounded. Who even used CDs anymore? Let alone, who paid this kind of dough for them? Misako stuffed the money into the briefcase and then, in a flash of lightning, pulled a syringe out of her pocket and leaped over the desk to stab him in the neck. The man collapsed, Misako grabbed the disc and her briefcase and pulled Nat out of the building. As they exited the crime scene, Misako turned to Nat and said, I'm not going home. She handed him a piece of paper with a Japanese woman's name on it. Misako. Daughter. Erase. She handed him the jewel case. Looking deep in his eyes she frantically blurted. Much power. Much problems. Many dreams. With that, she ran off. Nathaniel stood dumbfounded, terrified and angry, worried about his job and worried for his life. He had no idea what was on the disc. Some kind of government leak? Some military plans? The final proof of the death of Elvis Presley? He had to get home to find out. Chapter 02
It was almost dark out by the time Nathaniel made it back to his house in Bushwick, a slightly industrial but trendy part of Brooklyn. He was really worried about what Masako's mom would do when Masako didn't come home and he was thinking about calling his boss to nip that in the butt. But he decided he should, first, have some idea what this $3 million CD was all about. He grabbed his external CD drive and popped it in the computer. Oddly, it didn't mount as an image on his desktop like most CD-ROMs or data CDs. His entire computer restarted and went into a slow boot as if he had restored the OS Nat was starving so he went to the kitchen to heat up some leftover pizza while he waited for the program to load. He opened a beer, as well, as he was still a little in shock from today's events, not that you ever need a good reason for a brew sky. When he returned to the computer, a program had seemed to load with a dark navy background and some rudimentary panes with different fields and controls. In the center it read, Welcome to the Master Command Center, where the Master allows you to become a virtual god to the people around you. You now possess the power to bend their reality to your specifications. You are the master's representative. Nat was thinking to himself, how could a game that's this poorly designed be worth three million dollars to that deceased man? Again he was reminded of all the possible repercussions of Isako's actions today. He guzzled down the beer. At the top of the screen it asked for the subject's name. He thought, okay, I'll play along. So, naturally, he typed in his own name. After hitting enter, a 3D image popped up of him. The 3D model was wearing the same exact navy suit, red tie and white shirt he was wearing at that moment. Nathaniel was flabbergasted. Immediately he thought these Japanese clients had targeted him in some way. Maybe they were fishing him. Was that even real cash, back in Chinatown? To test it further, Nat entered a girl's name from his high school, Misha Scott, that the these scammers would never have known about. She was a beautiful black girl with a big fluffy ass. She had pouty lips and some wicked, playful eyes. Nathaniel fantasized about her from time to time. He pressed enter and immediately, with zero latency, her image came up. According to the image in front of him, she seemed to have filled out a little more and grown up some. She had even become more attractive than before. Scanning the whole screen, Nat saw that she appeared to be wearing a white lace bra and panties and her breasts were spilling out of her bra. Nat could feel his dick filling with blood, staring at this incredibly lifelike rendering and he started to realize he might have fallen into something amazing here. What else could this thing do? This called for another beer. As Nat opened his beer, he was suddenly reminded of Misako's mom. He had no idea how to get out of this predicament, but he remembered the slip of paper Misako had given him. He pulled it out and it said, Hanami Washu. He didn't know who that was but he typed it into the program. Up popped an older Japanese woman. He clicked around the tabs and found her general info. Under children, it said Misako Hashiman. So this must be Misako's mom, Nathaniel thought, and she used her maiden name. There was a large box that asked for a command so he tried. You feel like taking off your sweater. Within seconds, the image showed Harami in just a blouse. Nat was stunned. The power, alone, brought his cock back to attention. He then wrote a command, not knowing if it would work or not. You will believe that Misako is at sleepaway camp for the summer not to be disturbed or worried about. Then, without questioning, you will call your husband to confirm Misako's arrival. He then pulled up Misako Hashiman and wrote, You will forget about the events of today and about the master PC disc. He then remembered her asking him to erase her and he wondered if he owed her a more comprehensive or permanent set of brainwashing type commands, but he was too anxious to try some other tests with the program so he put that on hold. A few minutes later he got a text from his boss thanking him for taking Misako home. Everything was coming together, he thought. Now for the fun part. Nat, once again, pulled up his own name on the program. Increase penis size to 9 inches when erect. Was obviously the first command. And increase girth to 1.5x current growth. Was the second. He felt a tingling sensation and his already slightly hard dick started to grow inside his pants. His dick was a fine size to begin with, but he always wanted a big juicy cock to fuck with, to make girls gasp over. He pulled it out of his pants just to see, for sure. Sure enough, he now possessed an extremely large dong. This was scary and amazing. He started typing in a long list of commands to improve himself including being better at sex, having better staying power, more control over load size, mental toggle for fertility of sperm, ability to have no down period between ejaculation and subsequent erections. He enhanced his muscles, lowered his body fat, 
made himself stronger, faster, and smarter, and he removed his unibrow, just for good measure. Having felt like he'd covered most of the general bases, he decided to try out his new master program on a female subject. His head spun at the possibilities, but he thought the easiest and safest move would be to try someone nearby so he picked his neighbor, Anika. She was a tall, svelte Russian girl with perky C-cup breasts. Her husband was in the military, and he had been stationed in Syria for some time now so she was always home. She and Nathaniel had exchanged pleasantries but never really hung out. Anika came up on the screen wearing a tight v-neck t-shirt and some booty-type shorts. Nat started plotting out a series of commands. You will suddenly be in the mood for some tea, but you need to get some sugar from your neighbor, Nat. You will begin to feel excited to see Nat and spend time with him. You will lose any apprehension about spending time or exploring romance with another man besides your husband. As soon as you see Nathaniel you will begin to imagine him as a possible partner for erotic and romantic activities. You will make attempts to seduce him. And just for fun, he added. The touch of Nat's cock feels ten times better than any cock you've felt before. Nat quickly got ready for Anika's visit. In the shower, he examined his new member, stroking it, admiring it as he cleaned himself. Just as he dictated through the program, he could make himself erect or flaccid simply through the use of his mind. When he went for the shampoo, he actually ended up squirting it all over the wall, having forgotten the added strength he had given himself. For some reason, this reminded him of the last line Misako had said to him. Much power. Much problems. Many dreams. The last part, he wasn't sure about. But the first part was beginning to make a lot sense, and he told himself to remain cautious and responsible. Chapter 03 As Nathaniel stepped out of the shower, he heard the doorbell ring and smiled to himself, thinking, that must be Anika. He ran to his room to throw on a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt, which felt slightly stretched over his new muscles. He opened the door, and Anika was there waiting. She was wearing the same outfit as from the computer screen, but she had put on some light makeup and rearranged her breasts a little to pop out of her shirt. Anika, what a surprise! said Nathaniel. Anika looked at him with a warmer smile than he'd seen from a woman in years. Hey Nat, I was wondering if you had any er. She seemed to be changing her mind about getting sugar, finding some kind of new objective. I was just seeing what you're up to. Her eyes apologized for the awkward, out-of-the-ordinary visit. Word, said Nat. I was just in the shower. Was thinking of having a glass of wine. Care to join me? The program was definitely having a positive effect for he would have been way more nervous and stumbling in a situation like this with a girl this pretty. Anika looked a little bit baffled by her willingness to engage, but she shook it off. You sure you don't mind? She bit her lip and cocked her head slightly. No. Of course not. I've been hoping you'd stop by for some time now. He thought to himself. I can't believe you just said that. Nat poured them two glasses of rose and told Anika to make herself comfortable while he excused himself to go use the restroom. He then ran to his home office and pulled up Anika's profile. Whenever you hear the word cockatoo, you will suddenly have a very wet pussy and feel extremely horny. You won't know why that is but you'll continue to want to seduce Nathaniel. You'll have a growing curiosity about Nathaniel's private parts, and you'll feel a sense of abandon as if you've been restrained too much recently, and it's about time you let go. Nathaniel, at the last minute, brought up his own profile and decided to give himself this command. Five seconds after you say the word cockatoo, you will forget the master PC is responsible for any new changes today, and you will be surprised by, but inviting of Anika's new behavior. This will remain in effect until one hour after Anika leaves. You'll feel no disappointment afterwards, having found out that the program was responsible all along. Nat closed the door to his office. Carrying his wine, he walking into the living room to find Anika had finished her first glass as she leafed through one of the design books on the coffee table. Can I get you another? He said. She looked a little ashamed but held up her glass. So how have you been, Anika? Nat said, handing her the wine. Oh good. Keeping busy. Trying to stay out of the heat. From the earlier commands, she was being nicer to Nat than ever before. He truly appreciated the small talk, but he was just a normal man, and the excitement was too great, so he decided to go for the big kahuna. So a funny thing happened to me on the train today that I got on the L train to head home and had just put in my earphones when this guy sat down next to me and he had this crazy bird on his shoulder. I don't know if it was a parrot, or maybe a cockatoo, 
but it was looking at me out of the corner of its eye and I just thought, wow, that's New York in a nutshell. Anika, who was looking at him intently, suddenly had turned out toward the middle of the room and she seemed to be kind of fidgeting and processing some new information. Nat had kind of lost his train of thought, as well. He found himself amazed seeing Anika chilling with him in his apartment. They would usually talk cordially in the hallway or do each other favors like watering their plants while the other person was on vacation. He had always respected her married status. But, at the same time, today felt like it had been a particularly long day, and it was really nice to have a girl to hang out with. Her skin looked so soft and tan as her little shorts slightly rode up her thighs. Don't you want to sit on the couch? asked Anika, patting at the open space next to her. Nat had been perched on a high stool and was happy to accept the invite. They sat for a minute together, their legs slightly touching, sipping slowly at the wine. Anika was kind of bursting at the seams. She didn't want to kill the moment, but she was highly aroused sitting next to Nathaniel. She wondered about what kind of equipment he had to work with underneath those jeans. It had been a long time since her husband had been home so she hadn't been sexually active for a while. She actually loved being fucked fucked deep but she had always been shy and very loyal. Today she finally felt like it was time to let go of that nonsense. Who knows if her husband was even ever coming home and meanwhile, there's this handsome, muscular man sitting right next to her. Her pussy was practically dripping through her shorts so she didn't have much time. She had to figure out how to get on top of him, immediately. Nathaniel? Yes, Anika? Have you ever had a Russian woman? Nathaniel's heart started racing. No, I don't believe I have. She put her hand on his leg. You really should try it. Nathaniel laughed. Why's that? We love being fucked. She said as she started rubbing her hand slowly up his thigh. Nathaniel closed his eyes for a moment. The feel of her hand on his leg was incredibly erotic. He could feel her moving her head closer to his face, but he wasn't ready to look at her eyes. Anika, you're really turning me on. I wouldn't want you to do anything you would regret. I really want to regret something right now, she said. At that, she grabbed Nat's hand and pulled it down towards her crotch. He immediately felt how damp her shorts were and how the fabric wanted to easily push into the soft, vacuous space underneath. He finally looked up at her eyes and her face was pouting and electric. I want you to feel what a good Russian pussy does for that American cock of yours. She grabbed at his bulge and it started to extend down the length of his jeans. He had never seen his dick get so hard and so big. Anika jumped on top of his lap, pulling her shirt over her head. She ravenously jammed her tongue into his mouth and he grabbed at her amazing, rotund, ass. She moaned. You like that? Yes, I love it. You want to stick your big cock in me? She pulled off her bra and released her soft, perfectly perky tits onto his face and he sucked at her nipples as she moaned and grinded her wet snatch against his crotch. I need your rod inside me now. Nat was totally enveloped in this wild, unexpected occurrence. He worried he might come too soon, but also felt this newfound sense of control over his sexual parts that quickly assuaged his fears. Pull it out, he said. Pull out my cock if you want it. She dismounted off his lap like a Russian teen gymnast, practically salivating. She unbuttoned his pants and unzipped his fly, pulling his pants down to his ankles. Nat's cock head was pushing at the bottom hem of his boxer briefs, and the seams were practically tearing apart. Anika kissed against the fabric with eyes wide in disbelief. Nat was in disbelief, too, not ever remembering his cock being so large. May I? She said coyly, but almost in a panic, like a child opening her gift on Christmas morning. Nat nodded, and she slid the waistband down slowly to reveal the full nine inches of raging hard-on standing at full attention. Anika was mesmerized, and she looked up at Nat with adoration as she licked her lips. It's much larger than my husband's, she whispered, panting. Do you want me to make it feel really warm and wet? She didn't wait for an answer, engulfing it with her pouty lips. Nat was so turned on. His neighbor who he'd hardly spent any time with in the past was now munching on his cock, practically infatuated with him. He felt a little guilty about her husband, but what her husband didn't know wouldn't kill him, the Syrian rebels might. He watched her strain to take the whole shaft down her throat, and he began to feel the urge to come. She was just working so hard and her cute face was bobbing up and down, and her tits were slapping against his shins. He decided, you only live once why punish himself? So, he yelled out. I'm gonna come! She started to work harder on the shaft, moaning and egging him on to blast down her throat. 
He grabbed on her shoulders and began fucking her mouth as he approached orgasm and then finally released, shooting gob after gob down her throat. Anika swallowed feverishly, choking a little as it went down. They both collapsed, Anika looking up at him as she wiped her mouth. Nat could sense her disappointment as his large member began to shrink. He felt ashamed. He wished he hadn't come so early. He wished it could be hard again, right away. Suddenly his cock began to grow and he felt a resurgence of sexual veracity. He was amazed and so was Anika, who started stroking on it to bring it back to full size. This never happened. Usually it took 20 to 30 minutes to regain an erection. But he just went with it and gazed euphorically at the amazing sight in front of him. As Anika stroked on his still wet cock, she had one hand below the couch rubbing on her very wet cunt. What do you say we move this to the bedroom? Said Nat Anika kissed the top of his very large dick and got up to scurry ahead of him. Nat touched his dick to make sure it was real. While this has turned out to be some day. I guess my prayers have come true. He got up and headed to the bedroom. When Nathaniel entered his bedroom, Anika was sitting against the headboard with her knees up and her legs fully spread. She was using two hands to play with her extremely pink and juicy pussy, and she looked at him with the most wanting eyes. Nat, I need you inside me. She said. My Russian pussy is so fucking wet for you. Nat felt the desire to taste it, but she was so ready for sex, he couldn't deny her anymore. He mounted the bed and lined up in front of her, grabbing hard on her tits and squeezing on her nipples until she screamed. He put the purple head of his cock against her opening, and he could feel the amazing, slimy, female juices inviting him into her cave. He pushed against the opening and looked at her face which was pure ecstasy. Oh my god, Nat! I want you so bad! He never had this effect on a woman before and had had no idea how much of a nympho his neighbor was. He felt lucky and powerful and he decided it was time to give this horny housewife a good ramming. He pushed his cock in halfway and she gasped loudly as if she had just been stabbed. Are you okay? She could hardly speak. Put it all the way in. Fuck me, Nat. He started to slide the rod in further and further until it hit her uterus and then started to slide it back out. He fucked in and out and watched her cute face and gyrating tits. He picked up her legs and started pounding her, loving the way the top of his penis head would drag back along the top or her vagina, scraping along all those pleasure points. Anika was breathing very heavily and moaning and grabbing and clawing at his back and Nat could tell that she was close to orgasm so he started doing longer and deeper strokes. He didn't remember feeling this confident into the bedroom but he somehow had this sixth sense about how to pleasure Anika and it was working to A.T. She yelled out, I'm coming, and started pulling him in deep inside her and then bucking wildly as she moaned and screeched. Again, Nat felt the desire to come hard but he resisted and instead focused on her, squeezing her tits and jamming his finger in her mouth as she slowly released her pussy's grip on his dick. Anika opened her eyes and pulled on the back of his head for him to kiss her. They shared an intimate and loving, but sloppy kiss and as it broke she whispered, I want to ride you and have you come inside me. Nat squinted and stared at her. Anika, is that a good idea? I can't believe I actually forgot to use a condom, but I'm definitely not gonna take the risk of having a baby with a married woman. She said, It's okay. I take birth control. It helps me with my occasional acne and my husband wants me to be ready when he returns from overseas. Nat thought, Little does her husband know that another man is profiting off of those pills. Get on your back, said Anika resolutely with a kind of Soviet sternness. Nat laid down, his cock as hard as when he was a hornball teenager. She turned around with her tight ass facing him and sank her juicy love hole back onto his huge member, and then she started to slowly rise up his shaft. It was tighter this way and it was amazing to watch her beautiful ass bouncing up and down, her tits poking out from the sides which he reached up to cup with his hands. I love your cock, said Anika. And he could feel how wet she was. It wasn't like one of those girls that squirts that makes a mess. She had super slimy juices and they were all for his huge cock. She started moving really fast and moaning and then she directed him to sop up some of her juices and use his thumb to massage them into her asshole. Nat had always fantasized about anal sex. He had gotten close with some partners but never hit the mark. He put his finger in plenty of butthole, but never his dick. But he was more than happy to oblige with Anika's request, reaching around the front of her pelvis and rubbing on her mound, sliding his finger against her clit as she bounced harder and harder all the way down to the base of his shaft. He grabbed some juices and started rubbing them against her asshole. She moaned. 
I'm gonna come again soon. I want you to come too. He said okay. She started slamming harder and harder against him, and he pushed his finger further into her butt, holding her waist with his other hand. She said she was really close and started moaning and screaming out. Unat, I love your cock so much. He couldn't hold on much longer as he pushed back against every thrust. It felt like he was gonna break her in two as every stroke pushed hard against her cervix. But she was loving it and was grunting deeply now. Please give me your cum, Nat come for mama. That was the final straw. He let go of everything and started to release his sperm. She yelled out. Oh that feels amazing. Give me more, more. Nat wanted to please her and as he tried to push out more cum, it suddenly came effortlessly, filling her up. Nat had never come this much and it started to slide out of her, down his shaft onto his balls. The orgasm was incredible. Anika was still convulsing as she sat all the way down and rested. When the pleasure wave had subsided, she sat up and the cum and pussy juice flowed out of her onto his pubes, she said. Sorry about that. And proceeded to put her face in that mess, slurping up the liquids. Nat couldn't believe she had such a nasty side. His cock actually started to rise again, but he stopped it. Wow, I can stop it? Nat thought. Where was this skill when I was in class as a middle schooler? Anika went to get dressed and he lay there, kind of in euphoric shock. She returned shortly after, looking presentable. That was the best sex of my life, neighbor. Whenever you're feeling up for round two, I'll be right next door. She kissed him on the lips and then leaned into his ear and whispered. And yes, my back door is looking for a repairman, if you know what I mean. Nat didn't know what she meant, although it seemed like, perhaps, a clumsy translation from some Russian saying. Nonetheless, he found it sweet and exciting and somewhat miraculous. On that note, he drifted off into a deep slumber. A little over an hour later, Nat woke up to find himself naked and covered in human stickiness. He decided to rinse off in the shower and as the hot water ran all over his body, he slowly remembered everything that happened. Of course there was the amazing sex with Anika, but also the master PC program and the final command he had written for himself about forgetting that the program was responsible for Anika's behavior. The news surprised him but it wasn't upsetting. He became extremely invigorated and inspired about the possibilities at his disposal. He wondered if there were others out there with copies of this program, for if not, as of today, he was clearly the most powerful man in the world. He had a lot of work cut out for him and thought about calling in sick the next day, but then, on second thought, decided it could be quite fun to have a chill, casual kind of fun day at the office. He dried off, got ready for bed and shut down his computer before turning out the light. Chapter 04 On the subway to work the next day, Nat had a newfound sense of serenity, having the world on a string, so to speak, and having had an amazing fuck with his hot Russian neighbor the night before. At the same time, his mind was racing, thinking about the possibilities, almost responsibilities, he had at his fingertips. He couldn't stop forming lists and having little daydreams as if he was storyboarding for an amazing sex-filled film he was writing. Some of his plots were small, fun exploits but there were also really big ideas, not just for his own benefit but perhaps the benefit of the world. And all the while, he feared greatly the repercussions of either someone else having a copy of this program or getting a hand on his copy, or the potential for the snowballing of problems that he couldn't foresee, given the immense power of this device. Nat had already made the realization that going into the office and continuing his desk job was kind of pointless, given his new discovery but he thought it might be a good place to maintain a base of operations and also maintain a cover in the event that any authorities became wise to his activities. Plus, he had some ideas for some things he might want to do at his office with certain people. Nat walked into his building, a new man, laptop in tow. As he entered, the office secretary smiled and said, Hey Nathaniel, you're looking good today. Nathaniel remembered his body had changed a lot since yesterday. Thanks Judy, must be the new workout routine. As he passed by Jennifer's desk she gave him a once-over, unable to produce the normal biting remark. Cat got your tongue? said Nathaniel. She rolled her eyes. Nathaniel thought, pretty soon, we'll have to take care of that attitude of yours. He looked across the floor to his boss's office who gave him a nod, once again expressing his gratitude for yesterday's favor. Nat thought, the gratitude should be all mine. All mine. The first thing Nat did when he sat down was pull up his boss, Mitch's profile. He wrote in the command field. 
you will give Nat his space, at all times, and not question his productivity. Any questions you have for him can be fielded over email. Any new work should be pawned off onto the interns, for the time being. He wanted to make sure his coworkers wouldn't be questioning him either, but he didn't really feel like entering each person, individually. At the bottom of the screen he noticed there was a help button, and clicked on it. An overlay window popped up that said, Ask me anything about the Master PC program. You can use plain English. Nat gave it a shot. Can I affect a whole group of people at once? Like a chat tech support agent, the machine responded. Yes, Nat. In the group commands page, you can specify a radius of affected people or you can enter a shared attribute. Nat was floored. This is amazing, he thought. He went to the group commands page and entered. Employees of McMichael and Mans. And then under command he entered. You will not think it odd that Nat is spending more time on his laptop or that he has less work assigned to him than everybody else. You won't find anything to be particularly out of the ordinary in the office regarding any other employee's behavior or your own. You'll slowly start to find Nat to be one of your favorite people at the office, and you'll try hard to respect his space and please him, whenever possible. Whenever you look at Nat's computer screen you will just see a generic spreadsheet. To test these new commands he pulled up Arthur, a young intern from the office and commanded him to take off his shirt and tie. Arthur began unbuttoning and then taking off his shirt. People looked up and noticed but then they just looked back down, as if it was normal. Nat smiled to himself. He sent another intern, Jesse, to go bring him a six-pack of beer and a sandwich. Why not? He thought. Finally, Nat was feeling like his housekeeping was out of the way. He decided to focus his attention on his main distraction in the office, Jennifer. He pulled up her profile and started poking around. Under, traits, he found that her sex drive was 30% more active than the average female. He turned that up to 50. He found a field that allowed the user to search for, relationship traits, of a subject, so he put in his own name, and it turned out she was already mildly attracted to him. Nat increased her attraction by 1.5%. He also saw that she felt mildly antagonistic towards him, which was obvious, but he decided, for fun, to leave that trait as is. He then looked at Jennifer's physical attributes. She was currently 5 feet 6 inches with 28 B bra size. Nat changed that to 5 feet 8 inches and gave her 28 DD breasts. He also increased her areola size and puffiness, and made them darker and more sensitive. He brought down her body fat a touch, pulled in her waist a couple sizes, and increased the tissue in her buttocks while keeping it sculpted and tight. He commanded that she would notice these changes as subtle differences, not to be alarmed about, but rather, to be appreciated. Her new breasts would turn her on and yet she'd feel like they were being underappreciated without a lover. She'd have some inclination to believe that Nat would be fun if he wasn't so annoying, but that it wouldn't really be worth it to brighten up his day trying to get her rocks off. He commanded that she would relinquish her feelings of needing to get work done today, but if Nat approached her about any particular project, she would feel obliged to consent. If Nat makes sexual advances on her she will pretend to object, but secretly be totally submissive to his needs hoping to give him pleasure in a variety of ways. At this point, any verbal commands that Nat makes will be obeyed with utter loyalty. With a single touch to the flesh, Nat's cock will become the object of her every need and desire, and she'll realize the anxiety she felt on a regular basis was the void of Nat in her life. Finally, after having taken slack from her for several years, now he felt the desire to maybe get a little rough, if the situation arose. He gave her a stronger resilience to physical contact, and every time she was abused, in any way, by Nat, she would grow to like the feeling even more. She would become an expert in pleasuring a man and would be receptive to large objects in her orifices while not getting stretched out. Finally, she'd have a budding obsession with cum, and although she'd never explored it before, she would think that Nat would be a great new candidate to donate some sperm to her cause. Nat pressed enter. Jennifer suddenly noticed the changes happening in her body. She saw her boobs grow and push out her shirt. As the fabric stretched it rubbed against her nipples and it felt amazingly erotic. She looked down at her much larger rack and felt excited and slightly proud of her tits. And although she didn't know why this was happening, it didn't bother her except that she wanted to share them with somebody else. She looked around the office to see if anybody else was noticing these changes, and they all seemed to be business as usual. She looked over at Nat, as she would often do throughout the day. He sat with his back to her. He was actually a pretty handsome guy, and she hadn't noticed before but he was pretty muscular, and in good shape. 
It was just that she had always found him to be kind of irritating, probably because he was a lot artsier and a little more spiritual than her. She thought he was nerdy, or maybe had a superiority complex, and so she gave him shit instead. But at the same time, she walked around the city with so much pent-up sexual energy and hadn't found a man in a while, probably because she was so high-strung. Particularly today, she was feeling very horny. She almost wanted to go rub one out in the bathroom just to focus more. But on second thought, maybe it wasn't all that important to get work done. She looked at Nat's muscular back and thought, he could probably help her out with her predicament. Her pussy started to get moist, and she continued to get aroused off of the feeling of her nipples against her silk blouse. But still, Nat was annoying and she couldn't give him the ego boost of letting him know she had a thing for him. So, instead, she just tried to preoccupy herself with a game of Minesweeper. Five or ten minutes later, Jennifer was startled by the sound of Nat's voice. Minesweeper? Really? She turned around to look him. His face was more handsome than she remembered. Go away, please, she said with a smirk and then another eye roll. Looks like you're kind of popping out of your shirt there, Nat said playfully, taking the chance to admire the view of her ample cleavage. What the fuck is wrong with you? She exclaimed. She was secretly flattered that he noticed her new prized possessions, but what kind of asshole says that shit aloud? Hey, so Mitch needs us to go upstairs and scout out the recently opened up third floor for a possible expansion that the partners are considering. Jen had no idea there was a possible expansion on the table, but she obviously wasn't doing anything and Nat was technically her superior, so she agreed, hesitantly. Whatever. You might want to pull down your skirt a little. The height adjustment must have gone mostly to her legs and now her skirt was barely covering her thighs. He could see the bottom of her lacy, navy-colored panties poking out for a brief second. Jen grabbed at her shirt and scoffed, slightly embarrassed, hoping he hadn't seen the damp spot. You're disgusting. Let's go. I don't have all day. Nat said as he turned around, not even waiting for her to get up. Chapter 05 As they climbed the stairs to the third floor, Nat thought about some of outlandish commands he had just given Jennifer. In general, he was very nice to women at times, too nice. He had role-played occasionally in the bedroom with a girlfriend, doing light spanking or choking or dirty talk, but the idea of doing something like this in real life was totally awesome. His penis would be rock solid right now, if he wasn't controlling it with his mind. He made sure to keep practicing restraint and being sensitive, but he already had seen that Jennifer had a propensity for fantasies about submission and rough sex so he wasn't worried about shocking her too much. Plus, pretty soon she'd be worshipping his manhood, so it was only a matter of time. When they got up to the third floor, Nat opened the door for Jennifer and as she went through he gave her a little pat on her ass. What the fuck has gotten into you? She said as she twisted her face. I just happened to notice that that butt of yours was looking extra bootylicious today and I wanted to make sure it made it through the door. She did actually notice the same thing about her ass as she sat in the chair and had been kind of anxious to get home later and get naked in front of the mirror. But Nat had no right to act like that and she wasn't gonna pretend to be okay with it. As Jen was just starting to turn back downstairs in protest, Nat put a hand on her shoulder and said, Move along, Jennifer. Suddenly she felt the desire to listen to his command. As she moved through the door this time, it felt pleasing to do what he had asked. It even made her tingle a little and she kind of jiggled her hips as she walked, just to let him know she was in full compliance. They walked around the vacant office floor, dusty and void of furniture, with large, slightly clouded over windows. He specifically wanted us to get photos of the corner office where he'd be moving to, said Nick. He glanced out of the corner of his eye at the somewhat baffled and flustered Jennifer. He knew that because of the commands he said she would be very ambivalent her mind being opposed to the actions of her body, her desires not matching up with her normal self-image. And all along, she would continue to be more turned on than usual. In the office at the end of the floor, there was a couple warm rays of sunshine entering the room through the window. The glossed wood on the floor was a bit cleaner than outside but still dusty. Nat began taking pictures though he knew it was all just for show. He handed Jennifer a tape measure and said, Hey, make yourself busy and go measure those window dimensions. She did as she was told, walking over to the window and stretching her arms up to the top of the window to hook the tape so that she could pull it down and read the measurement. Nat admired his creation, with her long, tan legs, the short skirt jutting out, 
leading up to her slim waist and the way-too-tight shirt that was being stretched by her new, huge breasts. The boobs could be seen from the side a little though they were covered, in part, by her dark brown hair. He wanted to just saddle up behind her and start poking her with his man meat, but he knew he could do better than that. There was a metal folding chair just outside the door of the of the office. Nat went to retrieve it. He put it towards the back of the room where the light was shining. Jen, can you sit down in this chair? I want to make rough measurements for a desk. Again she did as she was told. Nat took measurements up to about her forehead, jokingly tapping her in the face a little with the tape measure. Okay, I think we're done here, she said and started to get up. Please sit back in the chair, Nat said sternly, putting the tape measure in his pocket. She sat down. Why do you seem to have a problem with me? He continued. Is it because you can't stand that I'm better than you at my job? She shook her head, muttering a bit, appalled yet in awe at Nat's new dominant personality. Or is it that you like me? She rolled her eyes. I think you've liked me for a while now, and you've chosen to give me this bitch attitude to make up for it. She gasped at his harsh and candid words, but she stayed seated, taking it, enjoying the pressure. I bet you're even a little turned on right now by all of this. Jen shook her head. Are you? Answer me. Jen separated her legs a little, clearly uncomfortable. Yes. I am. She whispered. I couldn't hear you. Yes. I'm turned on. She projected. Is your pussy wet right now? She was embarrassed and didn't want to answer. Answer all my questions, Jennifer, and look in my eyes as you answer. She looked up at him with her glassy brown eyes her face softening a bit, and she exhaled. Yes, my pussy is extremely wet right now. Play with your pussy over your panties for me. And don't stop looking at me while you do it. Jen slowly moved her hands down to her crotch, spreading her legs. She slipped one hand under her skirt and grazed her fingers over her soaked underwear, pressing down onto her engorged clitoris. She started breathing heavier. Nat stretched his arm out and started stroking the top of her head. That's a good girl. Get comfortable cause we're gonna be here for a while. He moved his hand down along her face, grazing her cheek. You've been a very rude girl, Jennifer. He pinched her cheek lightly. Just because you have a crush on me, that doesn't mean you get to disrespect me and make my life more difficult. You probably knew I liked you too, didn't you? Still staring in his eyes, she smiled a little and shook her head. No, I didn't. Yep. It could have been a lot easier. But you had to play games. Now you're gonna get disciplined. You understand? She squinted her eyes, not knowing what he meant. He then gave her a light slap on the cheek. Do you understand? The feel of getting hit by Nathaniel was nice, comparable to being kissed gently on the neck but from a different side of the pleasure spectrum. She had fantasized about rough sex before, but never expected this kind of warm feeling it had given her. You liked that, didn't you? She nodded. Nat was really getting into the role now, and he was eager to move on to using Jennifer in other ways besides shaming her. He started to allow his cock to become stiffer. It slowly slithered down his leg like a snake, tenting out his suit pants as it traveled. Jennifer noticed the movement inside his pants, and her eyes bulged a little. She felt captive in Nat's possession, but there was literally nowhere else she'd rather be than here. She continued to rub on her cunt as it filled with juices and she looked intently at his eyes, though her thoughts were now on the large object that had appeared beneath his trousers. You noticed my little snake, didn't you? He said as he reached full arousal. She nodded once more. If I let you pull it out, will you promise to start talking more and telling me your wild inner thoughts and feelings? Yes, Nat. I really want to pull out your cock. I've wanted to be with you for a long time. I'm so horny right now. I really want you to feel how wet I am for you. I want you to do things to me. Nat felt really turned on at this point. He bent over grabbing her hair from underneath, and then he did something really unexpected. He let his mouth get really wet, and once it was filled with saliva, he leaned over and gave Jennifer a long French kiss, filling her mouth with his spit and sloshing it around. She squealed, but then kissed back. It was really hot, and he loved playing with her silky, though slightly knotted hair. Nat broke off the kiss, stood up and let Jen gather herself before giving her permission to pull out his sex pipe. She pulled down the zipper and finagled in the slot of his underwear to allow his nine-inch cock to come billowing out of its cave. Nat was so proud, Looking at her face as her eyes bulged wide, her mouth gaped open and she scanned the entire length from the hairless base to the bulging, pulsing, head. 
This is the most beautiful cock I have ever seen, Nat. Thank you. I grew it myself, he said, realizing that wasn't entirely true. Why don't you grab it for me and show me what you can do with those hands? She had still been rubbing her pussy with her fingers which she pulled away and held up for Nat, to show him the strands of female slime that had somehow made it through the fabric of her panties. Very nice, Jen. I'll be dealing with your pussy soon, but let's first handle more pressing matters. Jennifer hesitated with her hand hovered around the massive pole. She couldn't believe that she was in this situation, letting this guy, her coworker, have his way. She couldn't believe how turned on she was and how much she wanted to give pleasure to this person she hardly knew beyond a professional setting. The cock did look nice though, and it had been a while since she held one. She couldn't even think about the embarrassment of seeing him around the office after this, but it was too late so she finally just squeezed her hand around Nat's shaft. As she touched his taut penis, she suddenly felt tingles run up her body. The cock looked even more vivid in color and texture than she had remembered a moment ago. The blood inside his cock seemed to be crying out to her, asking that she give this object all her attention and energy. The cock was warm in her hand like smoldering embers heating her body on a cool night. She looked up at him and started to stroke her hands slowly up and down. There seemed to be so much room for her hand to travel, in order to pleasure him. It had never felt so good to stroke a dick. And she loved seeing how it brought him pleasure. Spit on it, Nat said. She gave a little, girly try, getting a tiny bit of wetness on the tip, which helped her hand glide better. Jen, I'm not gonna ask this again. When I say spit, I want you to actually spit on my dick. Do it now. Jen hocked up some saliva and released it onto Nat's cock making a forceful, wet, nasty noise. She looked up at him for approval, and he nodded. She returned to stroking the dick, longer and faster, loving every second of it. She put her cheek against the purple head of his cock to feel it against her face as she continued to stroke and took her other hand to fondle his large, swaying balls. I wanna put it in my mouth. She proclaimed, practically drooling. Are you gonna suck it hard for me like a good girl or are you gonna suck it like a little bitch? Nat said, continuing his patronizing role. I'll do it just how you like. You want me to get it slobbery? I can. She awaited his permission to feed on the object of her desire. First take off your shirt. Quickly. And then, slowly, your bra. Nat had been eyeing that jiggly tit of flesh for a while as it was crammed up in her bra with that cavernous cleavage down the middle. Jen unbuttoned her shirt quickly, as he had instructed, and her matching dark navy bra was then exposed, obviously way too small for her bust. Her skin was so buttery. She reached around behind to unclasp her bra and then they fell out in all their glory. Her areola were big and dark and her nipples were erect. Nat reached down and cupped as much of her right boob as he could, squeezing it as his cock pulsed even more. She moaned. He gave her breast a hard slap from the side. She yelped and then gave him the most lustful look. I love when you slap me, Nat. She said. Suck it now, said Nat. He presented his cock head to her and she opened her mouth wide. He gently glided his dick into her wet mouth and she immediately started pumping her face up and down, slowly at first, producing saliva as she went and slathering his dick with her spit. Her thick lips dragged up and down his shaft as she did her best to maintain eye contact with him to make sure he was enjoying it. He was. Knowing that he had an endless supply of orgasms and erections, he decided to give her a little taste of what she was in store for now. He started fucking her face, pushing his cock towards the back of her throat. She did her best to accommodate his huge girthy dick. I'm gonna release some of my seed on you soon, but I'll be fucking your other holes today too and I'll have plenty more come to give you as we go along. Is that okay? Jen was surprised at how excited she was by the idea of his cum. She never had been a huge fan of getting cummed on but she had put up with it for a boyfriend. Right now, she was ecstatic about the idea and couldn't wait to taste it and feel it. She nodded and said yes while his cock was in her mouth. He continued to slide in and out of her wet lips, building up his sperm for the big blast. I'm gonna come on those nice fat titties of yours. She nodded, encouragingly. Knowing that he had built up her physical tolerance he grabbed on the back of her head and started rapidly jamming his full length down her throat. She choked hard as it pushed further into her esophagus than any penis had before, but she desperately tried to keep up. When I say so, I want you to sit back and squeeze those tits together for me and then I'm gonna spray them with my hose. He then hesitated and thought about it. Actually, take off your skirt because this could get messy. 
Jen pulled off her skirt without even getting up and couldn't think of anything in the world she wanted more than to receive his load, except maybe to feel this giant thing inside her. Nat went back to pumping her mouth and creating a friction and rhythm. He peeked down at her soaked panties and her thick thighs and above that, her giant titties jiggling, defying gravity. He looked in her eyes and saw that she was his whore, in love with his manliness, willing to do whatever he wanted. She seemed so eager to take his load so he made one final thrust down her throat and held it there for about three seconds as he watched her squirm, and then said, Okay, get ready. She nodded and blinked. He pulled his cock out with a pop, noise and she quickly assumed the position, squeezing her lovely tits together to make them bubble up, and create a surface for him to pour onto. He released, shooting gob after gob of thick semen onto her large waiting tits. She closed her eyes as the cum hit her neck and traveled down her cleavage down to her belly button. Her chest was covered and she was smiling. So much cum! She exclaimed. It's so warm and it's everywhere. I love it! She started to rub it around her huge breasts, and then took two fingers of it and brought them up to her mouth to taste. It tastes like heaven! She said. Nat was quite proud of his little painting. But he was still extremely turned on, and he decided to let his cock get hard right away. Jen's eyes opened wide in amazement. How did you do that? Don't worry about it. I need to fuck your little pussy. But first, I want to taste it. Nat bent over and grabbed at the waistband of Jennifer's panties and pulled them off using his other hand to push her back against the backrest of the chair. He pulled her waist towards him so that she was sitting on the edge of the chair, and then he violently spread her legs out to the side. She gasped. He kneeled down on the ground, dirtying up his suit pants but he didn't care. Her pussy was gorgeous. So slimy and wet but with neat, puffy lips, an average size clit, and a small brown patch of pubic hair above. He hadn't tasted pussy in a while, and it just seemed like a great afternoon snack so he dove right in. She screamed in pleasure, as he sucked on the puddle of juices that had already formed. Because of the program, he had a sixth sense for how to please a woman, so he just went to town munching on her. She was writhing this way and that, but he instructed her not to come until he said it was okay. She nodded, biting at her lip at the mixture of extreme pleasure and extreme frustration. Nat turned his attention to Jennifer's clit, hitting it from different angles, with different pressures and different shapes of his tongue. Jen squeezed his head hard with her thighs. He shot his arms up and started massaging her breasts and tweaking her nipples. She moaned and screamed and panted. He'd never heard a girl sound so wild before. Okay, you can come. She went into epileptic shock. Juices gushed out of her pussy onto his face, which he lapped up. He took some of the juices with his fingers slid them down to her asshole, which was already really wet from the trickle-down effect. She squirmed and continued the shake as he looked into her eyes while he massaged his fingers against her puckered asshole. Are you ready to take me inside you? She screamed. Yes. Okay, get up. Nat took off his shoes and pants and then his underwear. She stood there waiting patiently, her legs dripping with her own juices and her chest and stomach glistening with his cum. I'm gonna make you sit down on top of this big salami. Are you up for that? Yes, Nat. I want that in me. Wait, what do you want in you? Said Nat facetiously. Um, your salami. I don't believe you really want it. Turn around right now and touch your toes. She whimpered. I really do, though. As she followed his orders and turned around, bending over at the waist. Nat could see her whole package, including a nice puckered butthole, a glistening slit and her dirty little taint sandwich between two beautiful ass cheeks. He put his hand up and brought it down hard on her ass. She jumped. Oh, Nat, it hurts so good. He brought his hand down even harder on the other cheek. She groaned. Her pussy oozed out more juices. Nat was extremely turned on as he looked at her cunt. His cock twitched like a puppy wanting to play. Are you ready to be a good girl, now? Yes. She moaned. Are you gonna be daddy's good little girl? Yes, daddy. He guided her back around and lined her up, facing him, straddled over his lap. It's time for me to make a real woman out of you. At that moment, an actual loose drop of female cum fell through the air onto his penis head and his turbo sex mode was somehow activated. He put his hand on the small of her back and started lowering her down his cock head, keeping his eyes on her splendid breasts. She did the rest of the work, loving every minute of it, despite the discomfort it was causing her. With some pumping and ratcheting, she was finally sitting all way down on his lap. She felt the cock hitting her deep, up near her cervix. 
She had never been so full of dick and Nat was the perfect lover to make her feel this way. She started to wiggle around on his cock and he moved his hands to grab her ass, pulling at the skin and grazing his fingers against her still slippery asshole. Do you want me to start riding you, daddy? said Jen. Nat smiled at how adorable she was. Yes, Jen. Work my cock like it's your one and only job on this planet. I want to please you all day, Nat. My cunt is yours. I know Jennifer, I know. She started slow, contracted her vaginal muscles to be as tight as possible as she slowly inched up his dick like a roller coaster heading to the peak of a mountain. Nat reached in front of Jen, pinching on her nipples as hard as he could. She winced, but groaned and gave him a nod to continue. As she reached her pussy to the top of his cock, she waited for a second before succumbing to gravity and sliding all the way back down. Nat held on to her small waist to stabilize himself under so much pleasure. The physical sensation was awesome, but it was her determination and servitude that really made the experience quite orgasmic. She began to bounce up and down faster, her sweat-laden hair swashing back and forth until Nat reached up and grabbed it with his fist. Harder, he said. She followed his orders bringing her ass down with all her might as she began to pant heavily. Each time the dick was thrust in her she became more and more animalistic, wishing she had a bigger cunt to accommodate him better. Nat could tell from the noises she was making that she was nearing orgasm, again. When you come, I'm gonna fill your pussy with cum. Is that understood? Yes, Nat, she said. I want it. I want your cum all the time. He reached back around to her ass and spanked it as hard as he could as she furiously slid up and down his shaft. She collapsed into him and he took over the thrusting, her boobs squished against his sweaty chest. She was nearly delirious but he took this opportunity to wake her up by taking his middle finger and ramming it up her anus. She let out a moan and he started slamming the fuck out of her while he rammed his finger deeper into her ass. Her breasts squished against him with each thrust. He could tell she was extremely close to orgasming as her pussy was releasing a new set of juices. He slowed down a little and pulled her in for a kiss and then upon release he stroked her face, looking in her eyes and said, You know you're mine now, right? She looked back at him in a daze, trembling. I'll take care of you and you won't have to worry about money or anything ever again. But you're my sex whore, now and no other man will have you. She closed her eyes, clearly aroused by that idea. Please keep fucking me, Nat. She gave him a kiss on his cheek and then started slithering her tongue in his ear. Tell me you understand that you're my cock whore now. Yes, Nat. I'm your cock whore. With that he began pumping again as he reached his hand up to grasp at her throat. You're my filthy cock whore. I'm your filthy cock whore. She repeated, her body on fire. Can I come on your dick now, Nat? Not yet. I want to give you some directions. He paused. After we both come and I fill up your pussy with semen, I want you to lie down in front of me on this dirty floor and keep rubbing your pussy and I'm gonna keep spewing my cum on you cause you're my new little cum rag. Is that clear? Nat that sounds so amazing. I love your cum. Please let me have it now. Tell me you love me. She exhaled, checking in with herself to see if that was okay. But when she thought about it, she realized it was how she felt. She never felt this way about another man. I love you, baby. That's a good girl. He picked up her breast and gave it a slobbery kiss and then said, It's time to get wet. He started jamming it in her hole with a fury, using her hips as if they were gymnastic rings. Her breasts went flying everywhere. I want you to come for daddy now. And she let out a roar of carnal passion. As her pussy started to pulse he let go of the storm within his balls and started to shoot all the way down her love canal quickly filling it with his thick semen as he rubbed vigorously on her clit with his thumb. He pumped some more in the slish-slosh of Jennifer's pussy before yelling at her like she was a escaped convict. Get down on the ground, bitch! She scrambled to the floor, continuing to rub ferociously on her love button, like he asked. He pointed his dick at her face and unloaded watching her first flinch and then open her mouth and stick her tongue out to lap up the cum. He then began to shoot it down her body, onto her breasts where the previous load had already caked over, onto her belly and waist, onto her hands and pussy where she was still masturbating and bucking her hips. She was covered from head to toe and then he lowered himself over her chest and made her finish him off, which she did happily, slurping tenderly on his cock like a baby fawn at the bottle in an animal nursery. Just for fun and maybe this was a little indulgent he let himself get hard again which, again, did not cease to amaze Jennifer. It grew fully erect in her mouth which she began to start sucking again, 
but he pulled out sliding along her slippery body so that his dick lined up between her tits. He grabbed them together and started fucking her tits. It felt amazing because there was so much thick lubricant. She propped her head up to try to place her mouth in the right place so that it caught his cock head on each stroke. The combination of her tits on his shaft and her mouth on his purple cock head was enough to bring him to his third orgasm, and he happily shot it hard against her mouth and chin as he reached around to get one more feel of her wet coochie. He then stood up, allowing his cock to get soft, and he observed this previously hard-to-get ball of stress, now covered in cum and fully loyal to his every command. She was nodding off due to all the sexual fury she just went through. He chuckled and thought, it'd probably be safe to say that this program would get five stars on the Apple App Store. Jennifer. He clapped his hands and she came to. Put your clothes on over all the cum and get your stuff and head home. I'll give you a call later and we can discuss plans for you moving in with me. Her head was in a fog. Her body felt completely used, totally limp and so sticky, but she did what he said. After she finished getting dressed she walked over to Nathaniel and smiled. Thank you. That was amazing. He bent down, grabbing her face, and gave her a long, passionate kiss. You're welcome. As she started to walk away he gave her another spank on the ass. She giggled. Nat began to get his stuff together. Looking around, he thought, this wouldn't actually make a bad office, now that I think of it. Anything was possible, but Masako's warning still hung like a cloud over the back of his mind. When was the other foot gonna drop? Speaking of Masako and her cute Japanese bangs, it was really time he reached out to some of the other great ethnicities represented in this city. I mean everybody should get a bite of his big apple, right? Yeah, right, he thought. Right, indeed. Chapter 06 The next day was Saturday. Nat decided to do some more housekeeping chores with the program. He also wanted to explore some of the non-sex-related opportunities he may, now, possess. He made himself a strong cup of joe and sat down at his computer, properly rigging up his mouse and keyboard because he might be typing for a while. He thought, I can use this program to make the world a better place, in addition to making my own dreams come true. He brought up his own profile and gave himself a full, encyclopedic understanding of global and domestic politics, urban planning, social welfare dynamics, contemporary religious affairs, and personal and diplomatic mediation tactics. He then gave himself enhanced data analysis and problem-solving functions. I feel like a robot, he thought, or Neo from the Matrix. Nat realized this may become exhaustive and somewhat tedious, so he increased the enjoyment he got out of mundane tasks and also made it so his brain and body would not fatigue. Then he began playing God. He started by typing in. The United States Congress commanded that they begin to work together in unison, using peaceful, productive discussion but leaning in resolution towards the democratic agenda. He then instructed that Donald Trump would decide to pull down his pants and underwear exposing himself to the world at his next press conference. And because Nat had reduced his penis to one centimeter long, he would be completely shamed for the rest of his life. Mike Pence would move into office, but his platform would change to a completely progressive one, taking cues from a key advisory group, including Bernie Sanders, Cornel West, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Elizabeth Warren, Elon Musk and Ram Dass, and then he added Russell Brand and Zach Galifianakis, just to keep things interesting. He commanded that these changes take place over the next couple months and that all changes would be supported by the proper legislature and seemingly rational explanations. At this point, Nat realized this was gonna take forever to do, so he went into the help section and asked, Do I have to make step-by-step commands, or can I just prescribe long-term results? The program responded, You can prescribe just results, but it is recommended you take it one step at a time. Nat decided, with the intelligence and knowledge he'd given himself, he had the ability to do this right, and part of him wanted to heed Misako's caution. But it did seem like such a time drain, and there was so many other things he wanted to be doing with his life. At that moment, a light bulb went off in his head and he dipped into the subject history to pull up an old friend, his next-door neighbor, Anika. Her image came up wearing a white see-through chemise with no bra and white panties underneath. He had to use all his restraint possible to not arrange another sexual encounter. Instead he entered these commands. You will become Nathaniel's point person on global affairs and modifications. Your political beliefs and vision for society, humanity and the globe will align exactly with Nathaniel's. You will have access to his computer and understand how to use the program, 
but only for the benevolent goals of making the world a better place. It will never occur to you to use the program to take advantage of or negatively manipulate Nat or another person. It will never occur to you that you might be under the effect of Nat's manipulations using the program. You will keep a log of all your actions backed up on a private server and you will maintain rigorous research on the effects of your commands, adjusting and correcting accordingly as needed. Your first individual subject will be your husband. You will no longer have any romantic feelings for him. You will take necessary action to delete his attachment to your life, including arranging a divorce and changing his memory. You will be one of Nat's girlfriends now and you will sleep in his bed, unless otherwise directed. You will not let your sexual needs interfere with your new duties, but you will continue to be sexually excited by and desirous of Nathaniel and his cock. You will also cook home-cooked meals for him several times a week. You'll keep his apartment clean and stocked with refreshments and snacks. These extra duties will add no stress in your life. Rather, they'll bring you pleasure and a greater sense of purpose and love in your life than you've ever had before. He then changed her breasts from AC to AD cup, and just for variety, he made them sag a little, with extra long nipples, about an inch and a quarter. He gave her the express duty of using her ass and wet pussy as an alarm clock for him each day. He could choose to engage, wrapping around to fondle her wet cunt or telling her to suck his cock while he thought about the events of the day. Or he could just say, not today. And she'd get right up to make breakfast and then get to work. Next, Nat decided he needed to figure out his financial situation. As a temporary holdover, he could just put up a collection of his college drawings and then price them at a hundred grand apiece and have one of the city's leading billionaires purchase the whole lot of them. But in general, he needed a cover as he expanded his holdings and advanced his career. It would probably be least suspicious to stay in the same field, so he decided to command his boss to make him partner in the firm. After that he would use some of the money from the artwork to rent the floor above his office where he had spent the heated day with Jennifer yesterday and he'd buy it for a ridiculous low price. Because, well, mind control. Dot he would make this floor the engineering and product development division of McMichael and Manns. What could he change that name to? How about CPM Unlimited? Yeah, that works. He wanted to use MPC, but he thought that might draw too much attention from another user. He'd design a couple products and hire some of the leading viral marketing professionals to get the product out there. Good business is all about hiring the right people and delegating. With his added skills of perception, problem-solving, mood stability, and creativity, he shouldn't have a problem maintaining a large corporation. But to make sure not to arouse suspicion he arranged for these changes to happen over the course of three months. At that moment, he heard a knock on the door. He went to open it and found Anika with a warm smile. She had changed into a pair of black dress pants and a flowy white button-down blouse. The blouse was unbuttoned down to just above her belly button and you could see the purposefully exposed black bra as it pushed together her recently enlarged breasts. She looked very handsome and put together, clearly dressed for a work environment. Hey babe, she said cheerily, leaning in to give him a kiss on the cheek. I have some work to do and I believe I can only get it done on your computer. If you're not busy using it right now, I'd like to get started. Unless there's anything else you need from me. She glanced briefly down at his crotch and then back up his eyes. You know, I have two more things to do on the computer than it's all yours, the computer that is. Why don't you take the next hour or so to move some of your essentials over to my apartment? Doesn't make sense for you to be going back and forth all the time. After that, I have some errands to do around town, so that works fine, and then we can link up for dinner later. Someplace nice, perhaps? She leaned towards him to give him a real kiss on the mouth. It was loving and supple, as if they had been together for a long time. That sounds lovely. She put her bag down by the door and then headed back to her apartment to grab some things. Nat returned to his computer opening up the help section, once again. Is it possible to copy the program to another OS? It is possible to create up to five copies per original instance of the program. But please be advised, there is high security risk of sharing or moving this program. That was kind of obvious, but he took the caution to heart. Can the program be tailored to work as a mobile app? Yes, with the right software engineering skills, the master PC program will work on mobile platforms. Nat found it hard to type this last question, but he needed to know the answer. How many other original instances are there on the planet right now? There are five other original instances. Have they all been activated? Two have been discovered, both of which have been activated. The computer responded. Can I find out who has the other one? 
Protections from the program prevent discovery of other users, but you can set sensitivity to modifications around you and prevent modifications from affecting you. Nat felt uneasy by all this, but he took the different precautions the program had advised. If there was a truly evil person with their hands on the program, he would have seen some Iron Man shit on the news, or heard about an entire country of people being enslaved to a single dictator. Actually, he could think of a couple scenarios where that sounded like a reality hopefully a reality that Anika would begin to remedy. He then gave himself a superior knowledge of computer programming, and mobile and iOS programming, with his extremely advanced, almost metaphysical outlook on programming, a design that would normally take a year or more was finished in less than half an hour. Looking at the master PC command field on his iPhone, he was filled with a combined sense of pride, shock, and excitement. He did some tests to see if the program worked, and it seemed to work perfectly. He then set up a series of security measures on his phone including pin code, fingerprint, and facial recognition. He also left a note for Anika to set up new, top-notch security measures in their home. He left his credit card for her to use, knowing he could get some more cash while he was out, from the mind control ATM. Now he was ready to take on the world, not having used his program on a single stranger yet. There was really nothing to stop him. Or, at least he was safe for the time being. Chapter 07 As Nathaniel left his apartment, it was a cool summer day with only a few clouds in the sky and right away, he could tell the chickens were out to play. He already knew where to head to set up shop and play some more with his toy the coffee shop.in North Brooklyn. As with many other gentrified, ostensibly counterculture areas in the U.S., there existed a type of species called the hipster. It was a vague term, more used to refer to others than to oneself, but they definitely had a distinct look and vibe. Generally, pretty good-looking people with a fresh if not, at times, obnoxious fashion vibe. They came in all sizes and shapes, but they loved drinking cheap beer any night of the week and they loved their iced coffee in the summer. The men often sported gratuitous facial hair. The women tended to eat healthy and take care of their bodies with yoga and expensive butters. They were free with their bodies and sexually liberated but they had a spunky, sassy bite to go with it. Nat's Bushwick apartment was kind of in the hotbed of Hipster Central. He liked to think he was an outsider, at least he often felt like it, but in the ten years he'd lived in the area, of course, he'd adopted some of their rituals and practices. Ice coffee was just fucking good. Not a lot to argue with there. He walked into the Fenway Cafe, don't ask me why anyone would want to name something after a Boston establishment. His phone was burning a hole in his pocket, he was so eager to start making commands. He ordered an iced Americano and took a seat in the back of the room. The space was a long, narrow rectangle so he could see everyone that was sitting and everyone that walked in. The first thing he did was pull up his own profile. Amazingly, just like on the computer program, his phone was showing him wearing the same clothes he had on, a pair of green shorts with pineapple print, and a solid black tank top. Let's be honest, he's definitely a hipster. He decided to set his dick to be a little longer let's say 10.5 inches because he really wanted to show these hipster girls a nasty good time. He then gave himself some features that were particularly irresistible to hipster girls like some stubble, nice and tan skin and some get lost in them blue eyes. After that, he set group target radius to Fenway Cafe premises, which would also include the outdoor seating and sidewalk. His first command was that all men, except employees, will find the smell inside and near the cafe despicable, and taking their time, they will exit the cafe, or steer clear if they're outside. He pressed enter and waited. Sure enough, one by one, the men left with a look of disgust on their faces, and the woman stayed put. Nat specified that any woman in, or on the premises of the cafe would find Nat to be very handsome. He then tried a command he wasn't sure would work. Any woman that Nat desired to be a subject of his would find a seat or stay seated. They'd deprioritize whatever they had to do for the next few hours, or find a way to get out of it, if it would be a problem. The women that he didn't desire would feel the urge to leave. He pressed enter. It was executed. So that meant the program could read his mind, or at least his feelings. How creepy, and incredible, as he hastily constructed his scheme, his brain almost finished the riddles without him posing them. He asked the program whether there was a way to know strangers' names without asking. The program responded, You can set your mental perception to a high enough capacity that it can read stored memories. There you will find people's names to be readily available. He did as the program advised, making sure to give him acute directionality for the skill as to not be constantly smothered with. 
TMI. He also gave himself the ability to specify what information, besides name, he would like to access. To be safe, he made it particularly difficult, like rock climbing, to access other information, just to make sure he wasn't invading the entire city's privacy on a second-to-second basis. Just for now, at least to recap, he could make any girl stay or go by choosing them with his mind and he could now find out any person's name by designating them as a target. He finally commanded that no one in the cafe would notice him using his phone for anything abnormal, they'd have no desire to touch or look at his phone and they wouldn't be alarmed by any abnormal behavior in the cafe. At the current moment, besides the one female and one male baristas, there were three other women. One of them was a slightly chubby girl, dressed in a thrift store type t-shirt and some faded jeans. He had no use for her so he kind of just willed it, and she slowly got her stuff together and left. Close to the front of the cafe, there was a taller, skinnier girl with, probably, some B-cup breasts, but a pretty stunning face, somewhere between Natalie Portman and Jennifer Love Hewitt, talking kind of obnoxiously loud on her cell phone. She was kind of ditzy, but laid back. Her hair was beautifully cinched back into a high ponytail that fell straight down to bottom of her shoulder blades. She had on a black, low-cut, sleeveless top, and dark skinny jeans that finished at a pair of boat shoes with no socks. Nat tried to look into her mind. It was definitely a new type of skill, kind of like driving stick for the first time after being used to automatic. He eventually got the hang of it, and through some special intuition he found where the identity area of the psyche was, and they lied whatever name each person thought they had. Hers was Julia Becker. Gotcha, he thought. He tried to make himself a mental map as he retreated, for future subjects. And then he entered her name into his phone. Julia's image stood there waiting for his divine design. Once again, Nat was a bit put aback by the ethical dilemma of what to do with all that power. He could empathize with the dilemma faced by a god figure. Perhaps it wasn't unfathomable why there was war and heartbreak in the world. It's not fun to just manifest the ending of a story. One had to tell the story, with twists and turns. Likewise, with Nat, it wasn't going to be fun just to suddenly have his dick in a random hole. He needs the preamble, the motivation, the resistance, the prolonged release. But it was never too late to get started, so he dove in. Julia, you will have a sincere passion for stroking dicks. You will believe you can smell large dicks and that you smell Nat's dick profusely, once he gets near. Your tongue will be 1.5 times as long as it is currently. When scolded, you will become more juvenile, like a teenager, and your sex drive will get twice as strong. Nat then made her breasts extremely sensitive, an AC cup instead of AB, with a particular perkiness and firmness to them. He made her cunt hairier, which would be something she was proud of. And he made it so any time she gagged on a cock she would need to have her ass plugged by something. Though surprising, he commanded, these modifications will all be pleasing to you. He pressed enter and saw how she stopped talking as she felt the changes happening in her body. The other female customer in the cafe, he found out, was named Alice Johansson. She appeared to be Scandinavian of some kind. She had broad shoulders and golden blonde hair. Her facial features were soft and motherly, but her eyes were a fiery arctic blue. She must have been six feet tall. Her thighs were solid and robust. She wore a crop top off her shoulders, and it was clear she was packing heat underneath. He looked at the program and it said she had a 32DD, so he changed that to a 32GG, cause he felt like getting smacked by some wrecking balls. He also gave her full knowledge of how to use her breasts to pleasure him and tantalize him. As he was entering these commands, a couple more women walked into the cafe. The first was an older woman who looked kind of outdoorsy. Next, he thought. The second girl was a shorter Mexican girl. She was maybe 19 years old, with a tight body, darkish skin and a kind of hood look to her. She reminded him a bit of a porn star he used to crush on, named Lupe Fuentes. Apparently she's a DJ now, so he decided to keep her. And the last girl was, oh fucking shit. He couldn't believe his eyes, it was Misha Scott, the black girl on which he had just recently tested the program when he first got it. What are the fucking odds? She was a bit sweaty from a run so her hair was a little messy pulled back in a loose ponytail. She had on nylon shorts that barely fit around her huge booty. Her thighs were thick and dark, with almost no cellulose. She was wearing a v-neck tee, tied at the waist and her breasts jutted out prominently, even through the sports bra she was wearing. She radiated sex and coolness, and she was here. Talk about synchronicity. Nat was about to urge her, with his mind, to stay and sit down, 
But before she could, she looked around and noticed Nat sitting in the back. She squinted at him across the room. Nathaniel. He looked up from his phone and acted surprised to see her. She walked over, excitedly. I can't believe that's you. You look amazing. Thanks, Misha. Not sure what you're talking about. Haven't been very healthy recently. He said, trying to act modest. No, you look hella good, Nat. Thanks. So what are you doing in Brooklyn? I have this teacher's convention I'm supposed to be attending for my job and I found an Airbnb out here. I've actually skipped half of the events. It's just so fun exploring New York. How have you been? She seemed genuinely happy to see him, and she couldn't stop looking deep into his eyes. I'm good. He then kind of changed key. Misha, if you don't mind, I have a couple more work emails to finish up. Boo. She said jokingly. I know, my boss has me putting in some hours on the weekend. Are you gonna be here for a minute? I'd love to catch up. He knew she would stay. Yeah, sure, Nat. I'll be right over there at that table. Holler at me when you're done. So that left four customers Julia, the Ditz, Alice, the Big Tita Viking, the Mexican teen, Lupe, and Misha, his old high school crush. There were also the two baristas. The girl barista was of medium build with a fully shaved head. She was really pretty with kind of a young Sinead O'Connor look. He increased the size of her ass and made it soft but firm like a temperpedic pillow. The guy barista, Nat thought, could come in useful so he pulled him up on the program. He built up his muscles, made him more charismatic and attractive and gave him some of the sexual skills that Nat had, like the ability to control his erection, orgasms, and load size. The program said he had a six-inch dick. Nat changed it to nine inches and then made him fully subservient to himself but with the ability to suggest interesting activities and to wrangle the girls, if needed. He didn't realize it at first, but Nat was setting up a bona fide orgy. It would be his first, he sent the female barista to go put in. Out to lunch. Sign on the door which would give them a couple hours of fooling around time. In the meantime he finished up his design by adding a couple more group commands. All disease and pregnancy potential will be temporarily bypassed during Nat's presence. All female subjects will have equal proclivity for male and female partners, though Nat's pleasure will always be top priority. All subjects will follow Nat's verbal commands but they will also have an embedded profile of Nat's general tastes and desires and they will act on those, when appropriate. Sensual contact with any other human in the cafe will be five times more pleasurable than usual. Through means of either physical exertion or mental valor, each subject will be able to take a very large object, such as a monster cock, into all three orifices. You will all love come, though a random selection will resist it at first. Finally, you will all be experts at lovemaking and fulfilling other people's sexual and emotional needs. With that, he pressed enter and took a brief break to collect himself before heading over to Misha's table. Chapter 08 Misha's table was right next to the front of the cafe, where there was a shade drawn over the window. She was scanning over something on her phone but looked up to find Nat standing over her table. She smiled warmly and stared into his eyes deeply. They chatted some, and Nat was generally interested in finding out what Misha had been up to and how some of their old classmates were doing. She had had a brief failed marriage already, but was single for a while now and loving it. There was some sweat on her body from her workout, but she wasn't gross. Nat couldn't get over how gorgeous she had become a real woman, but with a youthful vivacity. Her lips were succulent and spongy. Her eyes were big and captivating and her hips and ass and thighs were perfectly thick. As he tried to converse with Misha, he couldn't help but be distracted by Julia, the ditz, on her phone, still yakking loudly, a couple feet away. He also took a second to scan around the room, taking in the sight of all his little pawns going about their business. Without a clue they were now part of his little film scene. He looked briefly at his Scandinavian subject whose now gigantic breasts were weighing down her top and just sitting like fluffy sandbags against the table. They pulled down the neckline of her top so that he could see that long vertical line where he would, soon, probably be putting his now massive cock into, like a kid playing with their train set going through a dark, mysterious tunnel. He returned his gaze to Julia. Her bust had really improved with the extra cup size and she was poking out prominently from her black top. He decided she would need to get disciplined right now, for being a little cunt. He turned to Misha. Please excuse me for one second. Forgive me, but I need to take care of this. He picked up the cup with just ice left from Misha's coffee and launched the contents at Julia's chest, hitting her on the arm and chest. She exploded, 
turning towards him with fury and putting her phone down. What the hell, asshole? What? You needed to be shut up. Nat said smirking. Who made you the director of this cafe? She said, extremely angry. I did. Nat said. Then taking a more rebuking tone, he continued. I think you should apologize to my friend Misha, here, for bothering her and I. Julia's total expression changed. She looked indignant but also smaller and more insecure. The program was making her feel more like a teenager and also increasing her sex drive, as indicated by her sudden restless leg twitching. Nat, said Misha. That's really not necessary. It is, said Nat. What's your name? He said, looking at Julia. Julia. Julia, go over to Misha and apologize. Julia immediately followed his command, standing up and walking over to Julia and telling her she was sorry for talking on the phone. Nat whispered to Misha. Just go along with it. Misha told Julia. It's okay, Julia. Don't let it happen again. As she winked at Nathaniel. Now, Julia. Nat continued. Come back over to me and hand me your phone. She did as she was told, wondering in the back of her mind why she was having this sudden attraction to this man. So much so, it seemed, that she wanted to follow his every command. When he talked admonishingly to her, she felt like a young version of herself, back in her parents' house. It was humiliating. But at the same time, she was hornier than she'd been in quite a while, and there were no other men around besides the cashier. So she stood at attention and waited. As Julia stood before him, waiting, Nat realized he was sick of making up a story. It was a little mentally exhausting and kind of took a little of the fun out of it. Like on a film project, he himself had done the work of finding a location, casting the actors, making directorial notes, even providing some cosmetic adjustments to enhance the depth of the story. He had put all these pieces in motion, and now he just wanted to press play. So he pulled out his phone and added another group command. The people in the cafe would all take action to create a Golden Globe winning adult film scene, just as they assumed their director, Nat, would want it. He then pulled up his own profile and gave himself a temporary naivete as to the inner workings of his subject's storyline. But he reserved the ability and cognizance to interject with a command or even modification, if it so suited his creative and erotic fancy. He would know just enough about the program to enhance his own experience, but not enough to connect the pieces that the external reality was a result of his programming. A similar example would be like how a person with Alzheimer's can remember what they ate for breakfast, and when bingo starts, but not their name, even if the waiter had said, Hello, Billy. Two minutes earlier, Dot he pressed enter. Julia still looked at him quizzingly, but she started to wriggle her nose, as if she was smelling some wonderful aroma. What is it? Nat said with a curious chuckle, now having no recollection of the commands he had originally given her. I feel like somebody here has a particular sizable cock in their trousers, or at least it smells as such. She actually got a little misty as she sussed out the pleasing scent. It's you, isn't it? She said, glancing at Nat's crotch and smiling. Nat was surprised. He knew he had an oversized penis, but how did she know that? That's for me to know and you to find out, said Nat. Jokingly, she looked annoyed and stomped her foot like an angry teen. Can I just take a look? I won't do anything with it, I promise. At that moment, Nat looked over at Misha who was enthralled by the scene that was unfolding. She gave him a cute smile, rolling her eyes a little, shrugging, then mouthing the words. Let her. Nat looked around and had the sense that no one was really paying attention. Okay, get down on your knees, he said. Julia quickly kneeled down, all the way, getting her nose closer to his crotch like it was some kind of flower bouquet. Misha cleared her throat. Nat, do you want me to come over and help you with her? She was sincere and dedicated like a friend asking if you need help moving a couch. Sure, Misha. Thanks. She walked over and kneeled down behind Julia, her v-neck top sinking down to show her chocolate cleavage. I'm gonna take off her shirt for her. It might just give her more mobility, right? Nat said. I concur with those statements. Misha then whispered. Come here, baby. And started to pull up the bottom of her shirt over her head. She was wearing a simple pink bra and her breasts were jutting out. Misha proceeded to stroke her hair some. Julia closed her eyes ever so slightly at the soothing touch of another woman, but she opened them up quickly still fixated on the aromatic scent of a big dick within reach, Nat said to Julia. You've gotten on my nerves today. Knowing instinctually that scolding her was some kind of trigger. 
I'm gonna let you have this dick this once, but if you don't treat it with care and respect, you're not gonna get your phone back and I might have to tell your mother about how bad you've been. Please don't, sir, said Julia. I don't want to get in trouble. Just let me show you how I can do this and you won't be let down. Nat gave her the go-ahead and she quickly got to work undoing his belt and pants and pulling them down. He wasn't hard yet underneath his boxers and normally he might be worried there was some kind of malfunction, but not today. Today it was almost like he wanted to make her work for IT.A as she pulled down his underwear, she took in a big breath of his musky scent through her nose. His member was extremely handsome and sizable for a flaxed dick. As if she was a connoisseur, the sight of his flaxed dick was enough to give her confirmation that her nasal intuition was correct. She reached up to grab it, and then recoiled, looking up to him for permission. He nodded his head and she began fondling his nuts and dick, a look of pure satisfaction and fulfillment on her face. Nat began to allow his dick to unfold, ever so slowly. When he got about halfway hard, Julia began to use a tugging motion like a farmer milking a cow. Misha stepped in. Here honey, let me give you some lubrication to make to him feel better. She pulled Julia's hands back and spit a long strand of saliva onto them, which Julia winced at, but then kind of nodded in approval. Now you spit on your hands, okay baby? Julia did as Misha advised. Misha looked up at Nat and winked again, though it was clear her previous role as a professional. Old acquaintance. And bystander was slowly converting into a fully active participant, and perhaps an aroused one at that. As Julia applied her new saliva puddle to the half-hard cock, Misha felt some lubricating of her own, down below. Like Julia, without seeing it in its full dress. She already knew there was a very special cock here, and she never would have thought that Nat had this type of equipment. Can I take her bra off for you, Nat? Yeah, I think it's about time. Said Nat Misha slowly unclasped Julia's bra, allowing her breasts to fall free. Nat approved of what he saw. And Misha gave him a devilish look as she reached around and cupped the soft breast flesh, squeezing ever so gently, and then tweaking the nipples, ever so gently. Julia yelped in pleasure, her breasts being much more sensitive than usual. Misha didn't bat an eye. Nat drooled at this incredibly erotic scene, the skinny, but chesty white chick being groped by a confident, curvy black girl while his massive dick got rubbed up and down by two soft, eager hands. Julia had began to paint the saliva onto Nat's cock which was now at about three-quarters erect after seeing his high school crush getting involved. Julia began to grasp the full shaft with her hands, which was nearing the diameter of a PVC pipe. She lovingly began a slow stroke, gathering, and evenly distributing, the combined saliva of the two girls along his thick meat stick. Stroke it like you mean it, bitch! The words sounded a bit awkward as they came out of his mouth, but again, she diligently followed his order and pressed her tongue out against her cheek as if she was working on a complicated math problem. She used one hand then the other then both, sometimes giving particular attention to the balls or just the tip. Misha had gotten closer to Julia so that the front of her own breasts were pressed against Julia's back, through her sports bra, as she continued to massage Julia's perky tits. Can I take off my shirt too, Nat? I want you to see my boobs. I know you've always wanted to. Nat couldn't argue with her on that. Did he really deserve all this? The devotion of all these women? His incredible ten-plus-inch dick? This confidence? Where was it all coming from? He used to sit at home alone, some weekend nights, and hear stories of how his friends had conquered all this pussy. He never thought that that could be him. But now it was all so real. He looked around at the few others in the cafe and found it strange that they didn't really notice this ridiculous sex scene happening. He wondered to himself if they were interested in joining the fun. The large-breasted Scandinavian woman typed feverishly on her laptop her tits gyrating like oversized balloons with each key press. The little, sexy Mexican teen had her earbuds in, watching something on her phone. The female cashier waited patiently at the register, despite the fact the door sign said, Out to lunch. None of it really made sense to him, and yet he was fully inside of the experience. Suddenly he snapped out of it and turned to what was in front of him, as Julia stroked on his dick, contented, as if she could do it for hours on end. Misha awaited an answer to her question as she pulled down ever so lightly on the neckline of her sports bra, biting her lip and still smiling at him. Okay, Misha. Yes. Take off your sports bra. As she pulled off her top and let her double D breasts flop out, Nat finally became fully, almost painfully hard. Misha began to rub her own tits, and then pulled one of them up to suck on her own nipple. Nat decided to take action. Julia stop stroking my dick.
Both of you stand up. Julia, turn around and start playing with Misha's breasts. They did as instructed. Looking at Julia's ass through her tight jeans, he saddled up behind her and started sliding his ten inches down along her crack. She moaned. But he wasn't satisfied with that and started to forcefully unbutton her pants and unzipper her fly. He kicked off her little boat shoes with his feet and painstakingly cinched her pants down to her ankles before ripping them off completely. Fucking hipsters and their skinny jeans, he thought. Julia had on cream-colored panties that rode kind of high in an 80s style. They were like a semi-thong, so her modest, toned, but still bubbly ass cheeks poked out on either side. Nat decided to check if she was enjoying this interactive experience. He grabbed the material of her panties passing under her taint and pulled up hard on it so it wedged into her pussy. Oh my god! She said as she continued to squeeze on Misha's large breasts. Nat took his finger and scooped slowly along the edge of the thong, slightly pressing in so that he parted her pussy lips. It's wetter than a water slide, he said, looking at Misha and smiling. I want to try, said Misha. She pushed her hand down the front of Julia's underwear, and she moaned, closing her eyes in pleasure. Oh my god! She's got a really hairy bush. I thought these white chicks like to keep it neat these days. Misha didn't stop there. She pushed her hand down further and taking her middle finger, she hooked back up inserting her finger deep in Julia's hole and then pressing against her G-spot. Julia moaned loudly. Nat pulled down her panties to her legs and put his clam-shell-sized cock head against her pussy from behind as he reached around to squeeze her tits. As he tweaked her nipple she let out another guttural moan and her pussy flooded with juices. Should I fuck this bitch? said Nat to Misha. Yeah but wait, she said. Put her up against the glass and make her bend over more so her love hole is really on display. Nat loved how Misha was coaching him. She was so excited like a fan cheering on the quarterback of football game. You heard her, Nat said as he gave Julia a spank on the ass. Get up against the glass. Julia scuttled over to the glass, her panties still around her ankles. She bent over and jetted her ass out. Nat could now see the furry bush sticking out below. It was already messy with her juices. Misha walked around and stood to the side of Nat in order to get a good view. She grabbed his neck and pulled his face down to her mouth and they had a passionate kiss, their tongues swirling around in spit. I've been waiting a long time to do that, said Misha. Nat was totally surprised. Wait, what? I've always had a thing for you. Never understood why you didn't ask me out. You probably could have taken my little black cherry, back in the day. With that, she grabbed her running shorts and panties in one fist and slowly pulled the remaining pieces of clothes off her body. Chapter 09 Nat was in a whirlwind of feelings and emotions. Julia's wet snatch was waiting for his cock. Misha, with her sexy, sweat-dampened body was rubbing her mound against his leg. He felt like the king of the world and his sexual lust was at a peak, as if he had just downloaded an entire collection of new porn. I think it's time to give this white bitch a rod. She clearly needs it, whispered Misha. Nat smiled, loving Misha's attitude. He took his left arm and pulled her close, fondling her amazing ass. Then he lined up his dick and exclaimed, Here it comes! Pushing forcefully against Julia's opening, Julia braced herself against the glass window facade. As the cock entered her, she was practically unable to breathe. And yet, she was able to accommodate him more than she had expected. It hurt. But it hurt good. Nat wasn't able to push in, to the hilt, right away. But Misha, having caught on to Julia's little weakness, reached down Julia's body and gave her left breast a firm slap. Julia let out a loud. Oh. And her pussy secreted more fluid like an orange in a juicer. Nat rammed his cock in further until it was almost to the base. Misha squeezed on his shoulder, looking up at him, and said. Can I taste that? Nat felt like he was truly in heaven. He slid it out of Julia very slowly, and then presented it to Misha who bent over at the waist to place her mouth on his cock. She licked up and down his pole, tasting Julia's juices, and then she stretched her mouth around his cock head and started to pump up and down, working the top half of his dick as her titties bobbed up and down. Nat ran his one hand through her thick hair while he took his other hand and played lightly with the outer lips of Julia's pussy, tantalizing her. Misha's mouth was so warm and she seemed so experienced at giving oral pleasure. He was almost losing his sense of reality, but suddenly she popped her mouth off of him. Put it back in that bitch's cunt and take her to town. Nat happily took her order. 
He started ramming long strokes, in and out, grabbing onto Julia's hips to get extra leverage. Julia was practically paralyzed with pleasure. Nat could feel himself stretching her insides and they felt like a warm, sticky blanket wrapped around his dick. Julia, I'm gonna fill your cunt with my sperm and then Misha's gonna take that coffee cup and fill it up as the cum drips out of your cunt, and then we're gonna feed it to you, cause that's what you are, a little cunt. He looked at Misha who was listening intently. Is that okay with you, Misha? Yes, of course, baby. As long as I get a little action off of that dick, too. Misha said with a sexy, pleading voice. Of course you will, said Nat. That pink and black honey you got down there gone get teared up. He might have been trying to talk a little, black, to impress Misha, but he was having fun. Julia, do you understand what's about to happen? said Nat. Please don't stop fucking me, Nat, said Julia. It feels so fucking good. I need your cock. I really need the whole thing in me. You're gonna be completely satisfied and feel orgasmic waves flow through you when I finally explode inside you, said Nat. And Julia believed him. Nat then grabbed at Julia's pussy to grab some more lubricant. He rubbed it up and down his cock, getting ready to push it into Julia. Then he inserted and pushed all the way in, beginning to pump slowly but picking up speed. Noticing that Misha was without a partner, that just didn't seem right, so he commanded Misha to pull up a chair by the front glass and he made Julia get on all fours in front of Misha. As he reinserted inside Julia, still from behind, he slapped Julia's ass quite hard and commanded her to eat Misha's cunt. Julia did as she was told and Misha's eyes lit up. Her tongue is extremely long, she said to Nat. You little freak, she said to Julia, grabbing her hair and pushing it into her shaved ebony muff pie. Nat stared at the amazing scene as Misha's gaze stayed fixed on him and Julia ate Misha's cunt. He began to pound on Julia's pussy, slapping his big balls against her clit and quaking her ass with his forceful thrusts. He paced himself to make sure Misha got close to orgasm, but Julia was clearly skilled at cunnilingus as she had the perfect equipment, so it was a short amount of time before Misha was writhing in her chair. He got really turned on watching Misha get turned on, and he decided it was time for them all to come together. All right, said Nat. I'm gonna let loose and I want you both to come right now and make some noise for me. Yes, Nat, said Julia. Please come inside me. Fuck that bitch said Misha. Fill her up. Nat brought himself to orgasm and then used all his muscles to shoot as hard as he could down her pussy gullet. Julia's body began to quake as her face was still pressed deep into the orgasm juices of Misha's cunt. Misha and Julia both began to scream at the top of their lungs. Misha, get the cup. Yelled Nat Misha collected herself enough to grab the empty iced coffee cup and then leaned over to place it under Julia's already dripping pussy. Nat pulled his dick out slowly and gobs and gobs of thick white fluid came pouring out into the cup. It was filled up about halfway, so about eight ounces of cum and Nat's dick was also covered in a mixture of her juices and his cum Misha took the semen cup and commanded Julia to sit on her knees. She was haggard and sweaty, looking used, with her makeup running. Should I pour it on her? She asked Nat Nat said. Sure. And Misha proceeded to pour the spunk onto Julia's face and tits. Julia closed her eyes in the ultimate finish to an amazing fuck session. Misha then put the cum cup down, picked the cum drenched Julia up to her feet and pressed her body against Julia's, licking some of the cum off her face and then giving her a deep and raunchy French kiss. She broke it and then told Julia to go clean off Nat's cock. Julia moved over to Nat, getting back on her knees, and used her abnormally long tongue to lick every inch of his dick so that it was mostly clean, save for her saliva. Misha looked at Nat proudly, as if their daughter had gotten all A's on her report card. Nat was feeling a little spent but definitely ready for more adventures. He decided to get himself a coffee to prick up a bit. He put on his clothes and told Misha to help Julia get dressed and to keep her entertained for a bit. Ten at the coffee counter, the barista, Hannah, was fiddling with the pastries. She had on a summer dress that hung low on her chest revealing an ample cleavage. Her skin was pale but creamy. She didn't appear to be wearing a bra, as evidenced by her prominent nipples. She also seemed to have a little roundness to her, as if there might be a smudge extra cushion to the pushin, which Nat wasn't offended by. She was an alternative, happy-go-lucky type, looking for that ray of sunshine in the darkest of places. But they do say vegans have some of the purest-tasting pussies money can buy. Nat kind of wanted to try to break her down and put her in her place. 
He also wanted to maybe feed her a bag of dicks and see her happily gobble down every crumb. Her practically bald scalp was different. A bald woman in porn often implied an edgy girl with a no BS kind of approach to sex and expertise without the drama and rigor morale of your average done up porn star or the radiant innocence of a fresh newbie teen. There wasn't any reason why Hannah should fit the stereotype, but Nat decided to just go with it for now. He cleared his throat and she turned around, attentively, with a big smile on her face as if he was her favorite regular customer. Like the rest of the women today, she was hypnotically captivated by his eyes. I'd like an Americano, please, he said sheepishly, still figuring out how he'd like to play the situation. That's one hot Americano, she said cheerily. Do you want any pastries with that? No, I'm good, Nat said. He was so perplexed. She seemed not to have witnessed that entire, vile scene that took place just moments ago, behind him. There was a kind of Truman Show thing going on here and Nat couldn't quite figure out why. He decided to test the workings of his environment once more. Maybe before, he thought, because of his special connection with Misha, he had mastered some kind of special confidence boost which gave him the ability to dominate and use Julia. From what he knew of female seduction, from reading on the pickup artists' forums, it was entirely possible to convince a woman to drop her bitch shield if she felt that she was of lesser value than a man which is not usually the case, by default, but can be achieved by certain positioning tactics. But really? Julia drank his cum from a cup after it had dripped out of her own pussy. That seems like some serious seduction. At the same time, he didn't want to be a complainer, and he figured he might as well enjoy this boost of confidence, or sudden hypnotic powers, while they were still here. I noticed you're staring at my eyes before. Do you find me attractive? Hannah smiled and looked down, a little bashful. She had a semi-sparkly, blue-eye shadow on with mascara that cat-eyed a bit on the sides. She looked deeper at him and then pursed her lips flirtatiously. You do have amazing eyes. I'd say you're pretty attractive. Oh, thank you. He hesitated, playing with some of the packaged goods on the rack as he built up the suspense. I don't think I'm gonna pay for this coffee. Actually, I think you're gonna pay me. I am? She asked with a bemused look. No. Actually, instead, I'd like you to take off your panties over your shoes and hand them to me. Hannah blushed red. She thought about whether to do it, but it didn't take her long to decide she wanted to submit to Nat's desires. She bent down to pull them off and as she bent over, her tits were almost fully exposed. They were wondrous white orbs, so fatty but perfectly centered on her chest as they swung clumsily back and forth, confined within her dress. Nat took a couple sips of his iced coffee as he waited and watched the titties show. Here you go, sir. Nat took them, gave them a quick sniff, and then put them to the side. Hannah waited to see what would happen next, her only garment of clothes left, a thin layer of cotton. At that point, Nat was convinced without a doubt that the entire cafe was somehow under his spell and he could do whatever he wanted. He noticed the male barista standing by the the main coffee machine, watching the scene unfold. He must have been twenty years old. What's your name? Nat asked the kid. It's Brad, he said. What can I do for you? Go over and start groping your coworker, Hannah, and talk sexy to her. Brad, a little timid, walked over to Hannah's side, put his hand out and started to rub it awkwardly against Hannah's butt. He started whispering words into her ear, how she loves being a little slut all day, and how she's dying for attention and she's dying for cock. Hannah started responding saying how Brad was right. She was sex-craved and she did like to tease the guys. Brad started getting more forceful with his groping and he started to move his other hand up to play with her hanging breasts. Nat was getting aroused and decided this was a little too wide an angle for his cinematic taste. Both of you come around here to the other side of the counter, Nat said. They immediately stood up and hurried around to the front. He grabbed Hannah's arm and placed it against the counter so that she was hunched over. Brad, pull up her little dress so we can see her ass. Brad did as he was told. Now eat that ass and pussy and make her come. Nat watched astonishingly as Brad dove in, using a number of tactics with his hand on her clit and then digging his tongue into her butthole. She started to buck and Nat reached down with his hand to rub her buzz-cut head. He watched as her tits were swinging back and forth under her dress. He pressed a finger into her mouth and she began to suck and fondle it with her tongue. Brad was slobbering all over her nether regions and she started to moan loudly warning that she was about to come. He kept going, 
fondling her clit while pushing his thumb into her cunt. Suddenly she climaxed and her whole body started shivering, so much so that she had to crouch down to brace herself. Brad stood back at attention, waiting for his next command. Nat saw that Brad's pants were tenting out significantly, so he told him take take his dick out. Brad did so and he revealed a very impressive member. It wasn't quite as large as Nat's but it was still a great steed and his shaft and penis head were as hard as possible. Hannah, get back in that position you were in. Brad, get your cock nice and wet and then I want you to push it up deep in Hannah's asshole. Brad was excited and scared. Are you ready to have your asshole invaded, Hannah? Said Nat. She looked up into his eyes and nodded obediently. Look back at your co-worker's dick for me. He continued. She turned her head around to stare at Brad's massive cock that he was slathering up and down with the juices from her own pussy. It's pretty big, huh? Said Nat. She nodded like a child getting taught a lesson. Skana hurt hurt your little butthole, isn't it? Asked Nat. She mumbled. It's gonna hurt a lot. Nat reached down to squeeze her left tit hard. But you're gonna take it like a good girl, right? Of course. Anything for the customer. That's my girl. He rubbed her head again and then looked at Brad and asked if he was ready. Yeah, boss. Brad said. All set. Let the games begin. Said Nat as he gave Brad the nod. Brad pushed his huge cock head against Hannah's puckered asshole. Being so wet it pushed in a little right away and Hannah let out an anxious, short moan. Brad looked up nervously, never having performed anal, but also finding an unsourceable sense of experience and comfort with it. Nat nodded his head assuringly to Brad. Give it to her. She can take it. Brad began to slowly apply pressure, squeezing his rod into that tight, unforgiving cavity. But it continued to slide in. Hannah clearly found it discomforting. But when Nat asked her if she was enjoying it, she said, I want more. The pain makes me feel so good. I want to feel it deep. His shaft is so long but I want all of it. Nat was happy with her answer and motioned to Brad to go faster. Brad pushed harder and it started to slide in faster, almost about six inches deep. Pump it in and out please, Brad, said Hannah. Brad did as he was asked and started sliding in and out of her asshole. Hannah reached underneath to fondle her clit as he hit her in her brown star. Nat was jealous of Brad. He wanted to tear Hannah's ass up too, for he was also an anal virgin, but some part of him felt like he should save himself for Anika who had already offered, and who was sleeping in his bed. He looked up from Hannah and Brad to notice that the Mexican teenager was watching the scene, slouched in her chair. She looked unimpressed. She looked at his face for a while, very candidly and almost knowingly. She was less mesmerized by his eyes than the others, but was still highly attentive and aware. Nat walked over to her and towered over her her table as he sized her up. Are you enjoying the show, little girl? It's okay. She said. Just okay? Yeah, a couple of white kids that don't know how to fuck. It's okay. Oh, I suppose you know better. Nat said, looking at her skeptically. Of course. I could make you come in one minute. I could fuck your brains out and have you doing my dishes later. She said, hardly batting her fake eyelashes. Okay, Lupe, I'm gonna call you Lupe. Nat said. Call me whatever you want, Poppy. You talk a big game, can you back it up? She gave it another second to look him up and down before she gave him a sarcastic air kiss and said, Lie down on the ground. Nat hesitantly did what he was told, smiling, having not been in the submissive role for some time. After he was lying on the cafe floor, Lupe stood over him and swiftly took off her jeans and t-shirt. Her skin was caramel complexion. Her legs were perfectly smooth and toned. She was short, maybe five feet two inches, but her body was picturesque. Her breasts were nicely sized and round in her pink demi-cup bra. Her pussy lips bulged out slight against the matching pink panties. She turned around with her ass facing him and straddled over his chest. She had an incredible, tight and petite ass, with the pink thong wedge between. She slowly started to pull the panties down and off her legs so that her perfect, teen pussy was in full display, hanging above him. Then... All of a sudden she quickly descended her ass downwards onto his face until she was actually sitting on him. Eat it, she said. It was nice to be ordered around a bit, not having to tell everyone what to do. He figured, when life puts a Mexican pussy on your face, what do you do? You eat it. So he proceeded to apply his honed pussy-eating skills to the insides of her thighs, her labia, her vagina, 
and her clitoris, not missing an opportunity to grab her spectacular ass to use as a handle. As her juices began to flow out of her hole, she also started to wiggle her pussy in different directions to specify where she wanted to be pleasured. She rammed down hard against his face several times, as well, as if she was bouncing on a yoga ball. He liked it. He loved it, actually. And being so focused, as he was, on the cunnilingus, he had lost awareness of other parts of himself, specifically the fact that his cock had become raging hard. It had found an opening down the leg of his pants, and was now protruding like a concealed steel rod. The next thing he knew, Lupe was pulling his dick out of his pants, and had engulfed the head with her mouth. It felt just like he had expected, a little Mexican teenage hole. He paused to enjoy the experience, and she immediately grinded her pussy down hard against his face, getting juices all over him as they to run down his cheeks. I didn't tell you you could stop. For that, I'm gonna make you come right now, just like I said. She started to pump her mouth up and down the top part of his dick, producing more saliva and venturing further down with each thrust. Once there was enough lubrication, she began taking his fuck stick down her throat, gagging ever so slightly. This is when that started to feel an uncontrollable urge to come. He knew it was in his means to suppress the orgasm, but at the same time, the forces of pleasure were so strong. At this point he had his arms wrapped around her petite waist. His face and chin were rubbing all across her perfectly shaved cunt. And his humongous cock was getting swallowed by a teenager. She wasn't a stupid, braces-wearing teenager either. She was a fully developed, experienced and apparently dominant teen, who seemed to love sex and know how to seduce a man. Nat never would have expected to be with a girl like this. He just couldn't take the pleasure anymore. I'm gonna come. He screamed as he grabbed tightly against her ass once more digging his tongue deep in her pussy hole. Okay, poppy. Come for me. She whispered sexily. She began both riding his face harder and also pumping deeper with her mouth, almost to the hilt, on his cock. With three strong, deep pumps, Nat unleashed a fountain of cum up her throat. She sucked the cum down for several spurts, before it was too much to swallow and she took her mouth off, still stroking him with two hands. He kept going and shot strand after strand of jizz on her face and her hair, on her tits and her bra, and on his own legs and stomach. Apparently this turned her on even more because she began to buck back and forth. Nat focused his tongue work on her clit, and she gasped and moaned. Ooh poppy, you good with that mouth. He used her ass to pull her down to his face even more, as she continued to grasp onto his still hard dome. Ooh poppy, you're gonna make me squirt on your fucking face. Her accent got thicker as she got more aroused. She pulled her cum-covered bra off and started kneading at her own breasts, sitting upright on top of his face. Just like that, baby. Here I come. She let out a long moan and then began to shake and gyrate. Suddenly, the floodgates opened and her liquids were spilling out all over Nat's face and onto the floor. She screamed at the top of the lungs as the stream increased. She bent over and started kissing on his cock and rubbing it against her face. I want you to fuck me, Poppy. She insisted. Please, Poppy, my hole is ready for you. Nat wanted to do the same, but he first felt the need to check on his other friends in the cafe. He pushed her off of his face and wiped off some of the liquid. She turned around and kneeled down to bend over and give him a deep kiss with her soft succulent lips. I told you I could make you come, nice and quick. Stay here, Nat said to her. Poppy's gonna take care of that little teenage hole in a minute. She sat down, nude on the floor, covered in semen, watching him get up and walk away, slightly in awe, slightly pissed off. Nat stood up to take stock of his little porn laboratory, as he used his t-shirt to wipe off more of Lupe's vaginal juices. The cute young baristas were still having carnal relations. Now both fully nude, Brad was on his back, his big pipe shooting upwards into Hannah's pink, raw and battered pussy. Her tits were flopping all over the place and her little belly flub was jiggling, as well. Her buzzed head glistened with sweat as she seemed to be in a trance like she could bounce up and down forever. Nat still hadn't had his way with her, and he wanted to, but he decided he needed to check in on his main two girls, Misha and Julia. Though he remained naked, he decided to give his cock a rest, and he let it go partially limp as he walked over to the girls. Hey Nathaniel, said Misha. I've been teaching Julia all about how to not be a bitch when she's out in public and how to respect people, especially how to respect you. Misha had put Julia's blouse on without a bra, but Julia remained topless in just her panties. She sat on the ground by Misha's feet. She said she was bored, so I made her trim my toenails with her teeth.
Then I gave her some lashings. She patted Julia on the shoulder. Go on, Jules, show Nat where I punish you. She got on all fours and turned around to show Nat her ass which was as red as a strawberry. Wow, Misha. I didn't know you had this dominant streak in you. Is it okay? Misha asked, worried. It's great, Nat said. Okay, good. I mean, I really just want to make you happy. It's been so nice to run into you again and hang out like this. I mean, I literally haven't enjoyed myself like this since before my marriage. That's really good, Misha. You're doing a good job, Nat said. He peeked at the two baristas. Brad was now standing and the shaved head of Hannah was bobbing up and down as she gave him a sloppy tit job. Nat was so horny having all this power, he wanted to just go over to Hannah and get inside her and watch her bounce on him as she juggled the needs of two extremely well-endowed men. Um, Nat. He turned around and looked back at the sweet Misha. What's up? I was thinking, what if I didn't go home right away? It's summer, so my classes don't start for a couple months. We could spend some more time together. I could help you around the house. I could even be your wingman to help you find chicks. Nat thought about what she was asking. He did still have feelings for Misha, even if this was a weird setting to have realized that. But it would be nice to spend a little more time with her, regardless. At the same time, Aniko was living with him now. And he had kind of told Jennifer she could move in, too. It's okay, Nat. I know it's a crazy proposal. Misha said in retreat. No, let's do it, said Nat determinately. I have more than enough space for you to stay with me. Misha's eyes lit up and she leaned in to give him a kiss. Yay. I'm excited. She continued to kiss him on the neck and cheek and run her finger through his hair. Nat, you make me feel so good when I'm around you, like I'm special. I want you to know you shouldn't hesitate to ask anything of me. I'm yours. Okay? Nat caressed her cheek. Okay, Misha. Now let me take care of the rest of these kids here and then we can get going home. Sounds good. Said Misha. Now what should we do with this Julia girl? Nat said, stroking her softly on the face. Misha thought about it for a little. I think we need to have her suck your cock. It's still a little grimy from that little Mexican slobber, and you're come getting all over it, right? Nat was surprised. You saw all that? Of course, said Misha. Julia and I both watched all of it. I loved seeing your face so deep in her little cunt with the juices flowing everywhere. If I had a cock I would have fucked her little butthole while she grinded into your face. That little teen slut really needs to get rammed hard. Before Nat had time to ruminate on that comment, Misha took the initiative and grabbed Julia's hair, hard until she squealed. Are you ready to clean off Nat's cock for him? Eleven Julia looked derelict. Her mascara was running all over her face. Her eyes were watery. Her nipples looked raw from pinching. She had scratched marks on her shoulders and sides. But lord did she finally seem like a real person, not that social media obsessed, vain figment of a person she was when this started. In her eyes you could tell she wasn't broken down, but rather, standing on her own two feet. Nathaniel found her quite beautiful. Misha yelled out. Don't just stare at him. Get that dick hard. She gently cupped Nat's balls and massaged them as she looked up at him hungrily. He looked over at Misha again and gave her a nod to come over and she quickly hugged against his side, pressing her beautiful black breasts against him from behind the thin blouse. They both peered down at Julia as she proceeded to give some small kisses on the base of his dick, as if she was a bird cleaning its feathers. Should I let her have the length? He asked Misha. Misha affectionately played with his neck. She's been through a lot today. Let's give her your package and see how she delivers. Nat began to release the blood into his penis, and it grew to its full ten inches. Julia quickly began to lick it like an ice cream cone, covering every inch she could. She licked all around his balls and up around his happy trail. She was like a little animal, consumed by a new snack. You know you're gonna have to take that dick down your little throat, right? Said Misha, authoritatively. It's so big though, said Julia. Nobody cares about your opinion, little girl, said Misha. Seeming to be quite trained at this point, Julia proceeded to engulf the dick and work it like the little whore she had become. She used all her tactics with her tongue and cheeks to bat around the head of his dick and create slimy sensations. Misha wasn't satisfied. She moved over to Julia's head, grabbed Nat's dick and pulled it out Julia's mouth. Next, she gave Julia a backhand slap to the face. Nat was stunned. Take that dick down your throat, girl, 
or there will be fucking hell to pay. She smiled up at Nat as she stroked his dick. It's a beautiful cock, Nat. It deserves to be treated like royalty. She then lowered the dick and teased it against Julia's mouth. Are you gonna do as I ask? Yes, said Julia. Yes, what? said Misha. Yes, ma'am. Julia corrected herself. Misha dropped the dick back into Julia's mouth, giving her a push on the back of the head before returning to her station on Nat's side. She squeezed her thighs against his leg, rubbing her pussy against him ever so slightly. He kept his hand against her bulbous booty, cupping the cheeks and sometimes running his finger along her crack. They both watched as Julia made her way with her mouth down the shaft. At first, she didn't seem sure of herself. Do it now, screamed Misha. Julia opened up her throat and jammed her face forward as she felt several inches of Nat's dick slide down her throat, stopping her airways. Nat put his hand on the back of her head to push his dick further down her throat, and she gagged several times before he released her. He was about to go in for a second round when she came up for air with this look of total panic, dismay and bewilderment. Girl, I don't want to hear a word from you. We're just getting started, said Misha. No, it's just that. Julia stammered. Misha was outraged. She went over to grab Julia's hair to force her down Nat's cock again. But Julia pleaded. Please, I, I don't know, um. What is it? Said Nat. I have this sudden need to have my ass penetrated. I don't know where it's coming from, but I need it right now or I'm gonna explode. Misha looked at Nat and started laughing. Well, you might as well, Nat. Nat wanted to indulge, but he was still saving himself for Anika. He looked over at the baristas, who were now just drinking coffee as if their sex marathon hadn't happened before. Nat called over to Brad to come help them. When he arrived, Nat told Brad that Julia needed him to fuck her in the ass. He said, Sure. We're gonna double-team her, if that's okay. Said Nat Brad shrugged in compliance as he began to take his clothes off, his cock clearly, already, mostly stiff. Misha, can you help get Brad nice and rock hard so that he can penetrate Julia's little hole? I can definitely do that. Said Misha, with a mischievous grin. Julia, you keep slobbering my knob for a little. Julia continued to slobber and gag and suck and spit. She was clearly very excited to get as fucked. Misha walked a couple feet over to the young, 22-year-old Brad and helped him take the rest of his clothes off. She grabbed his mostly stiff, nine-inch cock with her hand and began to tug on it. Then she grabbed one of his hands and put it on her breast, urging him to squeeze. He cupped her soft black tit and massaged it as she tugged on him. Kissing him along his chest as she went, she kneeled down and smoothly and sensually took him into her mouth and down her throat without a single sound. Nat watched as she pumped back and forth, the small of her back curved in perfect posture for Feladio. He couldn't believe he hadn't fucked this piece of sugar yet, but it was all in due time. Misha turned around to tell Nat that the boy's dick was ready. Nat pulled his dick out of Julia's mouth, and he laid down on the ground and then guided her over him so that she was positioned to ride. Her pussy was already creamy from her anticipation about the anal, so he pulled her body down, and her pussy slid all the way down to the base of his shaft. It was amazing. Slimy, tight, warm and his whole dick fit all the way into her, although he could feel himself poking at her cervix, which added to the enjoyment. Bounce on me, said Nat. She did as she was told, and her perky breasts bounced with her. In the near distance Misha continued to stroke on Brad's cock to keep him nice and hard. Nat was almost ready to move to phase two. He stopped her and pulled her chest forward so that her breasts were pressed against his chest. Then he started his own pumping, fast and hard so that she could hardly breathe, her grunting and gasping getting louder and louder. When he felt like he had gotten her really wet, he stuck his hand alongside his cock and gathered up a small puddle of juices and then proceeded to rub them around and inside Julia's asshole. Brad, come over here and get some of these juices to lubricate your dick with. The next thing Nat knew, he was feeling Brad's hand collecting the juices, right next to his dick. Nat's dick twitched inside Julia's pussy knowing they were about to do a double penetration, scene, like he had seen in porn. It was the kind of thing that was both humiliating for the woman but also a complete worshipping of the woman. Brad began to work his finger into Julia's asshole, slowly and methodically while Nat slid his dick in and out of her vagina. Brad moved to two fingers, and then three and then he got into a squat position over her and lined up his dick. Nat stopped fucking her to allow the second hole to be plugged. Julia held her breath as Brad started to work his rock-hard cock into her puckered asshole. 
He made an extra hard push and the head broke the outer rim. Julia moaned deeply and loudly. Brad kept pushing. Nat spread her cheeks for easier access. He could feel Brad's dick sliding on just the other side of the small tissue separating their two poles. Julia screamed out. I'm ready. Push it all the way in. Brad did as directed, slamming his body weight down and filling her entire anal cavity with his nine inches of cock meat. Julia nearly passed out. The feeling of being filled from both sides was like a fantasy come true. Nat and Brad slowly started to find a rhythm with their thrusting. Julia also rocked back and forth. Nat sucked on her nice, busted titties. Seeing an opening, Misha walked up in front of Julia, took off her panties and said, I have something you can put in that empty mouth. She gently grabbed the back of Julia's head and pressed her pelvis against Julia's face. Julia, though completely in a trance from the pummeling of her nether regions, followed Misha's cue and opened her mouth, accepting the vulva on her face. With her abnormally long tongue, she licked deep into the pink center of a dark chocolate pussy candy. Misha moaned in pleasure. Phase two was now underway. Twelve Nats view straight above him was just this, a black booty shooting behind him, some swinging white titties in front of him, and straight ahead, a black and white cookie of sorts, with a juicy black pussy getting lapped at by the tongue of a cum-slut hipster girl. All the while, his massive cock played a tandem role, filling just one of the girl's two precious holes, her gripping little vag, while his co-star, Brad, inserted himself in and out from her anal passage. Julia was almost whimpering now from the mix of pleasure and pain. Brad and Nat had begun to pick up the pace, slamming into her harder and harder, with alternating thrusts. Misha was persistent at applying her pussy to Julia's face. Even when Julia would get distracted by a particularly deep stroke of the men's cocks, Misha would pull Julia's head back up and force her to dive back into the muff. Knowing a little bit about pressure points and reflexology, Misha would use her fingers to either coax Julia into submission, or to stimulate other parts of her body. Basically Julia was in a whirlwind of physical sensation. And her body was getting battered and stretched in all different ways. She started to get entranced in her role as a fuck slut. Fuck me like I'm your little teenage whore girlfriend. Nat and Brad continued to slam her orifices. Fill my hole up with your seed, she begged. The boys made eye contact and agreed that that was an acceptable request. They began doing long strokes and hitting hard against the back of her pussy and ass, so that with each stroke Julia would lose her breath and grimace. Misha had turned around so that her ass was now in Julia's face, and Julia was being made to rim Misha's asshole. This turned Nat on entirely and his cock, for the fourth or fifth time today, felt like it was ready to explode. It didn't help that Brad's cock sliding in and out of her but was creating all these extra vibrations and cross-moving frictions that he yelled out. I'm gonna bust. As he continued to pump her, Brad said, Me too! And started to yell a throaty, guttural yell as he released his sperm into Julia's ass. Nat took one more long, deep thrust and then shot buckets of white cream into her pussy. They continued to shoot their sperm as it seeped out past their shafts onto Julia's legs and Nat's legs and the floor. But they both kept fucking her, just as hard as before, now with what the extra creamy lubricant added into the mix. Julia couldn't take the juicy, slithering sensation of the two men's dicks as they pumped against her cum-filled ass and pussy. She yelled out, You're gonna make me come now! and started to convulse. The boys stopped pumping and let her steep on their cocks as her legs shook and she moaned in a low, husky tone. Nat squeezed on her breasts and ran his hands up Misha's legs, sensually. Misha looked at him lovingly and lowered her hand down to stroke his cheek. As Julia's orgasm died down, Nat decided he wanted to give her one more. Present. So he removed his member from her worn hole and tapped Brad to do the same. They both stood up. Then Nat called over to the little Mexican girl, who was still in the nude. She was pretending to listen to something on her phone, but she was really waiting for him to come back and fuck her. Lupe, get over here. We need your services. She got up slowly but obediently and headed over to the scene of the recent threesome. Get on your knees, both of you. He said to Julia and Lupe. Lupe, you're gonna help me and my friend Brad, here, finish, one more time, on this whore's face. Is that cool? He said it in a way that was both sweet but authoritative, like she knew the only possible answer. Yes, yeah, sure, said Lupe. Whatever. Brad, you take little Lupe here. I'll take Julia and then Dash. Misha interjected. Don't forget about me. Nat nodded apologetically. I'll take Julia and Misha, and then when we're both ready, shoot your wad on Julia and we'll make her walk home. 
covered in filth. He chuckled and Brad smiled giving him a subtle bro nod. He patted Julia on the top of her sweaty head. And then you can have your phone back, okay sweetheart? Once again, Julia was turned on by the condescending tone. It was like she was being talked down to by her high school principal and yet it felt good, or something. Well, she felt ashamed actually, but the shame felt good. It was all a weird dream. She never had this much sex or been cummed in or on this much. It was running down her legs on either side, and it was still sloshing around inside her. Her sexual parts felt damaged almost, like they weren't the innocent private parts she once knew. And yet, she couldn't wait for Nat's new plan, his parting gift, to take place. She even started rubbing her pussy as she thought of it happening soon. She looked at the two massive rods, completely erect pointing in her direction. Did she really just have those both inside of her? How was that possible? Nat, seeing Julia start masturbating gave him the cue to get things going. He nodded to Brad who stepped up towards Lupe. She grabbed his dick tenderly but with a serious determination, like that of a professional caretaker. Misha got down on her knees, right next to Julia and she also started playing with herself as she looked up at Nat lovingly. Nat stepped forward, his peach-like cock head leading the way as it eventually made its way right between the two girls' heads. Like little minnows nibbling on your feet in a lake, the girls began to caress his body and give little kisses on his legs and his balls. They slurped up leftover puddles of cum from before and rubbed their cheeks and foreheads affectionately against the underside of his penis. Then they started pursing their lips on each side of his shaft like they were drinking from a water fountain, but they moved side to side up the length of the shaft, kissing and tonguing at the head, and then meeting each other's lips to exchange in their own kiss. Nat watched adoringly as he played with each of their hair, his cock being worshipped like it had never been before. He peered over at Lupe and Brad. She was a little less romantic about it, already having taken the head of his cock into her juicy, Latin lips. She used her tongue, lashing it about, while with one hand she glided up and down his shaft, at a medium pace. The other hand she used to fondle his balls. Nat was quite turned out just to look at her petite body and think about splitting it open while she called him. Poppy. Returning to his own menage a trois, Julia had now taken the reins and began gliding Nat's shaft into her mouth. She was careful not to gag on it because she didn't want to trigger another anal emergency, but she gave him a good amount to work with, and she looked up at him frequently with lust-filled eyes. Either she wanted to be splashed with more cum, or she really wanted her phone back. Nat couldn't tell. But either way, she was acting like a true whore of whores. Misha had ducked down to work on Nat's balls. She was gingerly sucking on them, then licking them, then trying to fit the whole sack in her mouth. She reached around with her hand to massage his asshole while she looked up him coyly, like a kitten wanting to play. Julia? Misha said cautiously. Julia looked over at Misha. Can you suck on my titties for a little? Julia, quick to want to please her new mistress slash lover, took her mouth off of Nat's dick as Misha sat up on her knees. Julia began kissing down Misha's neck, making her way to her sizable breasts. She picked one up and kissed and licked on the nipple then did the same with Misha's other breasts, alternating back and forth, picking up intensity as she went. Misha kissed Nat's rod and then looked up at him with a serious expression. I want you to fuck my face so that you can get ready to blast your sperm on this white girl. She then looked over at the other couple and waved them over. Guys, come get closer. Lupe and Brad moved over so they were basically side by side and Misha continued, smiling at Nat as she spoke. Lupe, let's take them all the way down our throats at the same time and let them fuck our faces so that they can blow their wads on this dumb cum slut over here. Julia giggled at the thought that she was a cum slut, but it also made her excited. She sat on her knees, her body glistening with sweat and sex juices. Nat and Misha paired up to the left of her and Lupe and Brad, to the right. Julia looked at the large pieces of organic machinery that were about to unload their prized liquid onto her. Somehow, even though they had just both shot their loads into her sex holes, their cocks were both fully erect and ready to dispense another double shot. The funny thing was, she was just as turned on by the other two naked chicks that flanked her as she was by these monstrous cocks. And she felt like she was about to see the latest summer blockbuster, as she anticipated the sword-swallowing presentation that was about to go down. Her cell phone could not matter less. She wanted to stay in this weird time warp cafe, where nothing else mattered and where she was the neighborhood slut that everyone used and slapped around. She felt such purpose, such drive. She had so little value before. Nat gave her a whole new vocation, it seemed, and the least she could do was be a good receptacle for his sexual runoff. 
That was the least she could do. 13 Brad and Nat both approached the girls and inserted their cocks at about the same time. The girls were no frills, milking the cocks with their hands as they pushed their faces in and out. They both applied the same general tactic, pulling saliva produced from the back of their mouth down the shafts of the boy's cock using their hands. Lupe's hands were smaller so she had further to travel, but she squeezed tighter on it, like she didn't want to lose her favorite teddy. Misha used two hands instead of one but she had more muscles so she stroked with a powerful gait. Brad and Nat gazed lustfully at the other's girl and then back to their own, in awe of the sexual experience and determination on display. Then, the girls took the huge, wet, glistening dicks down their throats, pushing their own limits in order to please the men. Misha's dark red lips sliding up and down Nat's shaft were like a wet dream. Lupe's sunken cheeks looks incredible as she sucked hard at Brad's member. Nat grabbed the back of Misha's head and started ramming his hard cock further down her throat. Brad followed suit on Lupe. She looked up at Brad with a playful resistance, as if she wasn't phased by his efforts. Brad became more aggressive with the face-fucking, treating her mouth just like a pussy, pumping faster the closer he got to orgasm. His balls smacked her against the bottom of her chin with each thrust. Lupe reached around to Brad's ass to pull herself into his pelvis. The two guys were both nearing orgasm, once again. Misha yelled over to Julia. Get ready! They're not gonna be able to hold it much longer! Lupe pulled her mouth off and started stroking his cock furiously with the saliva acting as a slimy loop. Misha stayed on Nat's dick, pumping even faster. Nat moaned louder and louder as the sensations built up. Brad, you ready, bro? said Nat. Yeah, dog, let's spray this bitch, said Brad. Nat took two more hard pumps into Misha's throat and then pulled out, scurrying over to Julia. He aimed at her face and the cum started shooting out in long, thick strands. It hit her in the eye and mouth which made her stick out her tongue. Julia continued to finger herself vigorously. She bathed in the cum like it was a hot shower after a hard day's work. Brad couldn't take Lupe's handjob anymore and batted her off to unload his semen on Julia. He sprayed Julia hard in her other eye as he continued gliding his hand up and down his long shaft, milking it like an industrial-sized toothpaste. Nat and Brad held nothing back. They shot on her face until it was just a thick, dripping layer, like a mask. Then they lowered their aim to her breasts and stomach. She began rubbing it around her body and picking up scoops with her fingers and eating it. Nat looked at Misha and Lupe who seemed jealous of Julia's little bath. Okay Lupe, said Nat. Go started cleaning her off. Lupe walked over to Julia and started licking cum off her breasts. Her ass was in the air with her wet pussy exposed as she licked on the fresh cum and Nat couldn't resist. He swooped down and surprised the little teenager by jamming his putt up her coochie. She shrieked but then sat back on it, and he fucked her in and out from behind, grabbing her arms to use as leverage. Misha, ordered Nat. Make Julia lean back and go sit on her face. Misha excitedly followed his command. Now Brad. He pushed him on the back. Go mount Misha from behind into her butthole and give her a good stuffing as Julia eats out Misha's vagina. As the plan unfolded, Misha and Nat were pitted face to face as he fucked Lupe and Misha received Brad. They locked eyes and shared a passionate kiss. They still had yet to make love in this whole orgy, but it was almost appropriate seeing how their connection was much older and more special. Misha was like his assistant director in this whole operation, taking care of logistics, keeping the actors in line, giving him positive encouragement, and if there was nothing else to do, just looking pretty. He definitely felt feelings of love for her after this whole affair, and he looked forward to taking her home. Only a couple more subjects to deal with, he thought. His dick was getting pretty worn out. 14 Misha's stimulation was so intense having Julia's strongly honed tongue exploring her pussy while Brad eased his large penis into her anus, that she actually began to drool. Nat watched her fondly. She was on all fours with a slight upward incline so that her DD breasts hung down and swung forward and back as Brad shook her from the rear. Nat tore up Lupe from the other side. Knowing she was a little, saucy teenager made him have more aggression, like he wanted to corrupt her innocence and send her, crying, back to her parents. She took it like a pro and maintained focus on the task she was commanded to do, eating cum off Julia. After she licked up the goopy mess from Julia's tits and belly, which made Julia go crazy, given her extra-sensitive breasts, Lupe moved down to Julia's cunt to extract more of the men's seed from inside her although it was getting diluted at this point by more of Julia's female liquids. Lupe's tight, wet pussy was pretty tantalizing for Nat, and he was feeling eager to let loose again. He whispered to Misha, 
Hey, Misha. Can you come for me like that? Misha responded. Yes, baby. Will you come too? You bet, said Nat. He grabbed around to Lupe's compact tits and used them to pull her back on his huge dick so that her ass smacked hard against his pelvic bone. His dick went so far up inside her, she grunted deeply on each thrust. Yes, Poppy. Give me the whole thing, Poppy! It felt smooth and slippery but her cunt was so tight that it took extra force to get all the way up in her. Nat watched Misha as she focused on her own orgasm. She'd look up at him every couple seconds with an expression of pure euphoria, as if she was eating the most delicious dessert in the world. Nat watched her tits swinging and he thought about Brad's dick stretching her gorgeous black ass from behind. Oh my god! stammered Misha. It's so good, it hurts so good. She let her weight down on Julia's face and bent forward so that her tits pressed against Julia's belly. Now, Nat could see the whole view of Brad's white cock slipping in and out of Misha's asshole. I'm about to come! cried Misha. Nat prepared himself to bust, as well. Misha grabbed Lupe's face and pulled her in for a long kiss, tasting Julia's pussy juices mixed with Brad and Nat's come from before. Fuck us harder! yelled Misha. Brad and Nat picked up the pace. Brad, as soon as I come, I want you to let your load shoot up inside my ass, said Misha. I want you to come enough that it dribbles out of my ass onto this white cum slut whose face I'm sitting on right now. You understand? Brad grunted in affirmation. Nat, I want you to shoot your load onto my face by way of Lupe's back and hair. I want her to get messy but not before your first strands of cum fly through the air onto my face and tits. Is that understood? Nat nodded, smiling, knowing he could shoot his load as hard and for as long as he wanted. Misha began pounded her ass back against Brad, riling him up. She began playing roughhouse with Lupe too, smashing her open hand against Lupe's face, pulling her hair, calling her a young, dumb slut. Lick my fucking nipples, you little dumb slut. And she pulled her in so that her soft titted flesh smacked against Lupe's petite face. Nat was totally into the scene and he started rapidly pumping into Lupe's cunt. Misha started wailing from the pleasure and closed her eyes as she squeezed Lupe's head against her chest. I'm coming. She screamed as she bounced her pelvis hard against Julia's face. Lupe felt her orgasm coming on as well, having seen the incredible passion coming out of Misha's quivering body. As Lupe came, her pussy clenched up even more and that was enough to set Nat off. I'm coming too. Screamed Nat as he pulled out his large member and started firing high in the air, above Lupe's head. It landed in Misha's hair first, and then, on the next spurt, Misha moved her face up to feel the wetness splash across her nose and mouth. Nat lowered his dick and the cum landed on Misha's tits and then on Lupe's hair and her back. Brad followed suit, pushing out a huge load into Misha's ass which then started seeping out of her. Julia lapped up every drop as it fell on her face. Misha collapsed onto Julia and Lupe fell on them, as well as they rolled around in each other's fluids, tits against tits, tongues against tongues. Nat felt like he had truly fulfilled a lifelong dream. He wanted to go home, shower and have a drink and think about what happened, and why, but he had one more thing to do, and that was to take care of the Viking. He let his dick get soft, got dressed again but didn't put on his shoes this time, and then he took a seat as he figured out a plan. Continued Part 2